Welcome back to the Vinegars Podcast. We are a queer survivor super fan podcast. Uh, as always, I'm one of your hosts, Derek Reining, and I, I am joined, as always, by, you know, he's awesome and uh, was a really strong competitor. It was Sam Stanish. Thanks so much for having me. I feel like I'm in one of my weakest moments right now. There oh. is a mouse in my apartment and it has been here for 24 hours and I just keep I saw I saw it for the first time like an hour ago and I really 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 wanted to go away but now I'm like standing here and I'm like I if I see it I'm like gonna scream. Um wow damn well uh I hope you I don't know smash it like Natalie White um our queen Natalie you know yeah. Um, or or take care of it humanely, whatever you decide. Um, I did get humane mouse traps. They like I went to a hardware store and asked for mouse traps, and they said, "Yeah, right here." And they like pulled out a box of just like glue paper, and I was like, "I'm gonna go look for whatever I'm looking for." <laughs> so now I have little boxes that have little baits inside of them. So hopefully, it just like wanders in there, and I can take it out. That that's you know i hope that for you too that sounds you know like a pixar movie in the making um but you know we're not alone as always we're joined by someone you know you know they're awesome and they seem like a strong competitor uh it's ronnie sly is here hey, hey, hey. <laughs> i like very excited and uh you know bittersweet to be at the end of this mini series uh that you've done with us all summer and yeah i'll get into my compliment salad in a bit but uh you know sam uh the redneck engineering for a humane mousetrap is a bucket, a blanket, and a piece of cheese just on the top of the bucket. M build it a little stairway up to the top, goes for the cheese, falls in. We can talk about it after we're recording. Oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. The cheese. Okay. Well, I, I did put the cheese in the trap. That was the bait. Or peanut butter. Peanut butter is also good. Good to know. If it doesn't go in for the cheese, it's like... It's little shredded pieces of sharp sharp cheddar. So maybe that's <laughs> oh. specific, too specific for this mouse. That's um, yeah. I'll try a refined palate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of just what I like. <laughs> this out. is actually yeah, launching enough. the next mini series on Bitter Jurors podcast, the uh, Sam Sanish mouse side story. Yeah, uh, we could probably do another fifteen episodes. Just little oh. five minute vignettes of me trying to catch a mouse, and I'm realizing now that this is just Tom and Jerry, so exactly. <laughs> move forward. Uh, you know, that's some cartoon violence I, you know, definitely look forward to because that will be happening. Um, but we're not alone, folks. Uh, we have a very special guest this week. Um, he is awesome. And he seemed like a really strong competitor. Uh, <laughs> executive producer, I believe, is his billing uh, in every episode. Uh, Brendan Harris is here. Hello. Thank you so much Yay. for having me. Yes. Thank you for joining the, us. Classically the most non-competitor involved in this yeah. entire process. Not yes. a huge threat. <laughs> I hope you. I've, um, I hope my reference to my personal favorite rites of passage slash fallen comrades I've ever seen on Survivor uh tracked because i feel like that's drew was holding it down he's like this person was awesome and <laughs> i think jeanette was like seemed like a strong competitor like they were doing the challenges for like everyone it was so funny um, especially well, whenever they'd have to talk about an aquari person they were like Didn't know <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was so all funny. the beauty of 
fallen comrades with all the awkwardness of having to say something about somebody else in high school. Um, <laughs> so we still got some cute moments. I like. I'll give the like more full Brandon intro. Um, yes, I, I don't know. Actually, do we like? Do we say what we're doing? We're doing the last episode. This is it. Oh and yes. We... Recap. The Let's exit interviews are long in the books, and so we are here to talk it through talk it through it's the end mm -hmm. and so the person who was there since the very beginning and i mean the fabled uh survivor weekend mm. um was brendan brendan was my bfff uh in high school and we just always had a project uh it was a part of i don't know i guess what we did to keep busy and thurlow and plainfield um there's not a lot going on but uh we had lots of ideas to do around this stuff and so um i was like always the person who like i was the person who was obsessed with survivor i wanted to see this happen um and brendan just had all the technical skills to make it happen so uh all of the tech compliments that have been delivered over the course of the ser series like how the audio is somehow not complete trash how the the some of our camera work is actually like top tier uh all of that was because of this guy well i mean we got lucky a lot of times too i mean we also got lucky. <laughs> we also got lucky we filmed lucky. constantly for four days so something's got to be good but mm -hmm. uh i think i shared a photo at the beginning of this with all of the tapes we had like a box of 100 tapes and everything was swapped in and out at, as clockwork after tribal um pole system battery pack charging um all that like lighting all that stuff I, I i thought about the game stuff meg thought about the on-camera stuff brendan thought about the behind camera stuff it truly was uh yeah i think the, the missing piece there. here though ronnie is that otter creek was sort of a culmination of a habit oh. <laughs> that you and i had <laughs> and and really you know weekend and then everything that came before that um you know led up to otter creek was sort of like we're gonna do it one big one and do it right um do, but, do you know what our do you remember what our first uh video production together was why don't you tell me <laughs> uh would be grade 10 uh we did the monkey's haw like, in I my house the monkey's paw. for a for a for a school project and we had to edit it at, Oh man, this is really gonna age us. They had like the tape, uh, like VHS tape decks. So like pause, record, pause, record, replace tape. Um, so we're going Monkey way back. Pause, record. Monkey mm. pause, record. Very mm. humiliating. But uh, yeah, Damn. yeah. So, so that was that, that was that, our guess, entry was the, into that. That was the entry into that, and uh, yeah, yeah um, we did lots of other smaller projects and ended up with that at the end of our high school career. And and Ronnie, your passion was. There was a lot of passion for games so and i don't think this has been mentioned yet or at least that i can recall but like in the uh the library at the high school yes you would you know sign up to play this at lunch that kind of stuff um online games um mm -hmm. that was a big thing as well uh i remember you did one called elimination zero that uh, was the first one also grade 10 i think maybe grade 9 and then grade 10 was elimination zero two the continuing yeah. saga yeah right right <laughs> and the then there was title? the mole as well what yes. is elimination zero is that a game of your own design or it was a game of my own design which i convinced i was in like some specialized 
it was it's called quest it was called quest it's like you do extra work for an extra credit and i convinced them to let me do this like social game and part of it was i had to learn html to build a website um and like i would post the update every week um so early orgs early orgs and this is like kind of really like the year 2000 like very long ago <laughs> yeah. and everyone who was in that org was in our high school and I just yes. remember being in the library and like you'd look over at the computers and someone would be logging on to check, you know, <laughs> where they're at in this game. And it it was such a like it made such an impression on a lot of people. And it you created so many memories for so many people at our high school. And and I think that was that that was sort of the one ingredient. And then I was the other ingredient. And uh, you know, my my whole thing was and continues to be computers. I'm in software <laughs> development now, and I have been for my whole career. Um, but also video and doing things, unconventional things with video, um, because this was back when it was more of a niche. It was more of an oddball thing. It, it wasn't something that was super accessible. So um, one thing I was going to mention was, uh, who wants to be a millionaire? Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so we set up very quickly. Yeah, we set up a. <laughs> A version of that show in my kitchen and it was no no post-production so it was just it's straight to tape and it had the graphics it had the music it had the lighting oh my God. <laughs> Whoa. so it was video was one of my hobbies i guess so ronnie and i kind of attached quite early <laughs> on to do all kinds of projects and and because we identified this about each other that this was just an amazing like we could tap into a lot of uh, energy from the other person. So yeah, film studies and all these games. Um, I remember doing video for some of the um, some of the games you were running in the library. Mm -hmm. um, and I know Survivor Weekend. You like to brush it aside really quickly. Brendan, speaking of Survivor Weekend, I did want to ask, Ronnie has been doling out different... First, it sounded like there was no video of it whatsoever. And then it sort of has turned into there are DVDs of it. <laughs> Do so, you have DVDs of it or what? So, story? and again, this, I think this is an important part of the Otter Creek because what led us to the point where people would sign up and pay money and give up up to four days and do all this grueling stuff in the woods for us <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is only because so many people had survivor weekend proudly displayed on their dvd case wow <laughs> um so it it was the it had to happen before otter creek could happen i think and it had a very similar spirit similar kinds of games challenges the whole you know the format obviously was the same um, but it was on Ronnie's family's property. So, um, and it was like the pr production quality was a lot lower. And like, there was a lot of, uh, I don't want to call it sloppy because it was just meant to be fun. <laughs> and it was so, so fun. And, uh, and I think it was like two and a half days instead of the full four, but. Uh, <laughs> and, and only 10 competitors. Too. And only 10 competitors. Hmm. But, but my we, dog was walking around in the background yeah. the whole time. Very, uh, very prominent yeah. character in the show. So we had <laughs> your, right neighbor, your neighbors were there. Your parents were there. People would hear, come and watch tribal council. The crew like, was using four wheelers to drive up and down to get to the camps <laughs> yeah. and stuff. So you, that destroyed so much of the audio. 
just hearing all this stuff. Um, so, you know, and you could hear us radioing each other, like it was just a mess. So we got headsets for our radios <laughs> in Otter Creek. We got rid of this, the, uh, the four wheelers. Mm. It, it was just, you had to hoof it. And um, yeah. mm -hmm. the nice. authenticity we went way up. So yeah, we just learned so many lessons from, okay, this was a really fun experience, but how do we make this a bit more like the real deal? And we got more serious about it and we had built this, like people knew and took it really seriously. Um, there was, you know, and they took the game seriously. And I think uh, one of you guys mentioned this on the podcast, people could have pulled the plug and walked away, broken the fourth wall, just said, screw it, I'm going home, call my parents at any moment. And, but none of them did that. And there was a lot of buy-in and a lot and this amazing energy of realness to it. And I think a lot of that was, and I'm not, maybe we didn't know it at the time, but it was subconsciously intentional, but we were doing everything we could do to try to set this up to feel real and, and create this environment of this is for real survivor. And so we did things like having the, the pre-meetings, pre-production meetings, where we walked everybody through and it felt very like official. And some of the younger kids' parents came out to check on what we were doing and <laughs> making sure that we were somewhat legit <laughs> um but yeah it, it we you know put it put it uh this kind of energy of this is legitimate and did all kinds of things to improve on weekend um but yeah it definitely exists it definitely there's dvds <laughs> that's um, what I, yeah there's like dvd extras and like animated menus and like oh again, my god <laughs> yeah we went all so weekend was a thing but uh it Damn. it is a little harder to watch. <laughs> a yeah. little harder to watch. And then DVDs became obsolete in the time between filming. Well, that, uh, that's Creek a good point. And when yeah. I finally finished it, there will we not promised be a DVD. the contestants that they would be able to buy a DVD yeah. when it all was said and done. <laughs> be able to buy one. You could <laughs> yeah. buy one. Yeah. Well, it, wow. it cost materials. It cost money. It cost that's fair. Yeah, we didn't have any money, so I still have in my garage a box of the cases with the little flap in the middle, so you could put four discs in the in the one box wow. because that was always and i kept it for 18 years at, at some point it was became obvious we weren't do doing dvds, DVDs but <laughs> <laughs> like obviously youtube is how you do that now but, but that's so cool i mean to, I guess, have a merch store let's throw some dvds up on the merch store. honestly i would be very down um yeah. <laughs> i on okay we'll, we'll put a pin in that um but uh brendan you brought up the idea of the buy-in and that is something that um did come up a few times during the podcast. And I feel like that the that's like really apparent in this finale. And I think what makes this a really great finale is like um, the way these three kids definitely are feeling it at the beginning of the episode. I'm, I'm pretty sure this is the episode where they really start to feel um, like, damn, this is what the other tribe was going through. Um, and I don't know if that was this episode or last episode, but I think it was just um, these O'Quarry kids were just like, fuck like voting each other out sucks and we made these other one of them actually it. said that yeah yeah this is what the other the other tribe was feeling <laughs> it's like a really i don't know i feel like that's um there's like uh at this point been similar seasons of uh u.s survivor that are like this you know these kind of blowouts um but i don't think even in those ones like survivor plow or anything like that no one ever expressed that in that way of like wow that re this really sucks voting people out sucks and like now i can understand what these other people were going through um it was just like a i don't know a really interesting little moment that stuck out to me mm. in this finale which is again a really really great finale um 
And yeah, I don't know. Did anything else stick out to you, Sam, like that? Um, well, I just want to agree with what you said about like all of all of the contestants that seemed like mm. treated it really seriously, and I feel like that is what makes or breaks a uh, fan made season of the show. Like, if people aren't <laughs> going to treat it, not that you have to be like respectful of the game of Survivor or whatever, like, but you have mm. to try and at least give it your all and be there and actually like. Uh, yeah, we're watching for the human drama, and I feel like there's no drama if no one cares. Right. Basically, if it's all people yeah. who are le- who are just saying, "Oh, I could leave at any time. I'm maybe I'll leave right now or whatever." It just doesn't have the same grasp on you. But these all these kids are all they all really want to win, and they're all feeling very they're feeling the effects of having to vote each other out because they're treating it seriously. Yeah, I couldn't believe the drama. I was on the other side of the uh, camera for the the Vicky meltdown. Oh. Uh, and it was, <laughs> I couldn't believe that this was like, we're, we created this show and this is what's happening. This is so real. And they, everyone felt it. Um, but our conversation at the time was like, maybe we don't understand what we're doing and we should yeah. not. <laughs> because well, it was I mean, maybe very had, intense. I, I, I don't remember like having confronting that at the moment i was just i can't believe this is great entertainment and i think it wasn't until after that it, the gravity of it hit me that what what did we do um <laughs> what have we done i mean my we memory done? was around that time we were definitely thinking of cutting it short because it just was yeah. getting so intense i it mean i'm really glad heavy. we didn't uh everybody bounced back pretty well and my favorite thing about this entire process has been reconnecting with everybody over the course of the summer and like the fact that like uh, it's the longest weirdest high school reunion ever, but every single person just seems to be at like a peak point in their life. Like so much good stuff is happening for these folks. Um, mm-hmm. Nobody like seems truly damaged by uh, what we did. Um, but I don't know what the vibe was that like made people fall into the game and treat it real. I think, you know, the fact that, you know, Meg, you, Micah, and uh, we should mention Micah George was the uh, other camera operator for the entire season. Not a very video forward gentleman, but uh, much loved in his absence anyway. But, um, you know, we treated it seriously. It helped them treat it seriously. But I do think about contestants like Joel, uh, who was like probably ready to go, but he didn't walk off. He like did the, saw it out. Or Trisha woke up on a basement floor on day three walked back out to the camp and then back to the tribal council area to film the merge part and then quit. Like she could have just woke up and been like, I'm by the toilet. I'm quitting now. Um, You know, like people, like I really appreciate that people gave that, that energy. Um, Yeah. All the credit to them for sure, because you know, that, that, that could have happened and it didn't. Um, And it was amazing. It was like, everyone was aware of this is also a TV show and they had to kind of like play that part. Absolutely. I mean, in an I've, era where we didn't really have the literacy, like we didn't, mm-hmm. like everybody's yeah. analyzed reality TV inside and out. But you know, we were eighteen on the only the is like we'd only had reality TV for like four years or five years. Yeah, we are pre um, Tiffany New York Pollard, who you know kind of invented reality TV as we know it. So you know, but Donnie was doing his best, I think, to um, True. Re- be the proto New York in that sense. You know, he was really yeah. trying to ham it up. <laughs> I think that makes sense to me. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, speaking of, I, uh, I guess not to skip too far ahead, but the jurors, I think all really crush it. There's a great variety to the questions. 
Um, and I guess maybe a question I would ask about that is like, did you have to coach any of them or was this just, they all just like came up with what they wanted to say pretty easily. Do you remember that I think, at all? I, th I think the direction we gave to them was just had different questions. So they okay. talked amongst themselves about what they were going to ask and then they picked something that they wanted to go in on. Um, banging my head, like, you know, with all respect to like Danny would not cast Danny because they don't speak up ever. Um, <laughs> like, so it's so silent no. for some of that. I'm like, blah. Danny um, is the Zoe, <laughs> this is Marquesas Zoe of the season. You need someone like that who is, you know, work hard, play hard. <laughs> I'm pretty sure yeah. they say something actually kind of similar to that during their, I don't know. But that was just the vibe. And you need that. I think that's what makes yeah. Survivor work. And what made this work is it's just like a group of very normal high schoolers. Um, if you can call theater kids normal. Um, yeah. Well, which, I mean, um, and, you know, <laughs> it's also, uh, you know, they, they, we talk about setting up the, the set so that they feel like it's real, but mm -hmm. I, it's also the peer pressure of other people buying in around you. And so, you know, somebody um, like Donnie, uh, you know, he was mayor of Ponderosa and he really set the tone for it, right? Like he wanted everybody to walk out pretending that they were mad and tough but back at camp, they were just having a good time and eating burgers and pancakes. Um, so, you know, we didn't get like any super bitter drama around the end, which like for me looking back, like at the time you're like, come on, like, let's get a, let's get somebody like at least with a chip on their shoulder. Um, <laughs> but you know, it, it was a good vibe at, at the end. Um, and that little, I wish we had filmed more after, you know, the, the shots that you see, I mean, now we're skipping right to the end, but like when the votes announced and I all kind of just hug, like that's it. We turned the cameras off after that and it was done. We didn't get any reaction media for um, Jeanette or Amanda at the time. Um, and we waited 18 years to get it. That's why we did the whole project. That's, we Absolutely. finally got it. <laughs> exactly. We finally found out what it was like for them. <laughs> Which I will say those uh, exit interviews, I think the the final three exit interviews might have been my favorite. Uh, not to like say the other interviews weren't great because they absolutely were, but I feel like this final three was a great way to cap off the season and definitely stick around for the those exit interviews if you haven't for some reason i, I don't know why anyone just would. skip right on ahead too because yeah. <laughs> they're like those interviews i i had a lot of fun and i feel like um it helped especially i feel like we kind of joked about amanda kind of like being uh not even kind of like being a very quieter part of the season um even though she's i think been ramping up in these last few episodes but i think uh, i even said this to her like she's kind of she's like she owns this finale it feels like her crowning finale and it, i think her victory makes a lot of sense especially after talking to her um and as people will find out she was a big survivor fan i think is still interested if i remember correctly um and so i i don't know uh congrats to amanda um i guess to spoil the ending of the episode before <laughs> we get to it but I feel like people probably know at this point at this point i would, I would say know. and uh it's it's a been something that I've been trying to keep semi-secret for a very long time. I was never ever devastated if somebody actually found out. Like uh Brendan's wife spoiled my partner like two years ago. And I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> like I was gonna show him and he's a survivor fan. But like, you know, now it's out there. If people like spoiler alert, Amanda won, thank God. Like <laughs> <laughs> was Look, that um as a Jeanette Stan, um, I I understand the loss, uh, and I am still processing it. I don't know that I'll ever finish grieving it, but <laughs> I uh, understand the 
reasoning of why she did not win. Yes. Gotta why say, would, what, give us the analysis. Why do you think that she didn't win? Well, it, I mean, it, she was just way worse at Biodiversity <laughs> Council, so it was like very clear <laughs> that she was not going to win. Um, she and, does literally say, just vote for Amanda. Why not? Yeah, I mean, I said it to her in the exit interview, but I'm like, it was very clear that Jeanette wanted to get to the end with Amanda, and Amanda wanted to win the game of Survivor, and they both mm. did those things. Yes. I got to say, yeah, Jeanette's exit interview was so much fun because she's like, the least sore loser of all time, I want to say. She was <laughs> so happy and nice and just was like, I had so much fun. I Not still maintain doing that. that hmm? do, do you still maintain? Well, I was just going to say, I still. she denies it in the exit interview, but I still maintain she was a lot more cutthroat than she seemed to want to let on in, in the exit interview. And I um, I don't think she understood that that's like a compliment. I think she was an amazing <laughs> player. And like, like Sam said, it was a lot of fun to watch. Um, and but i don't know she seems like such a sweetie pie um mm -hmm. at this point so i don't think she's sam i think you're angrier than she is everyone who spoke out against her went home literally she wanted somebody to go home they left so like i you know i i'm 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 fine with what happened I, i'm not sure if i said it in an episode um but looking back now if i had been editing for the 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 show as a whole um actually so brendan's brother is lee the third boot third boot um, oh and, nepotism baby yes and <laughs> the alliance of four that coalesced that voted him out jeanette was actually a really big driver in targeting lee um but they targeted him because they felt that he like he brought this like you, you see it in the like first episode. He's like, I'm smarter than everybody out here. I'm going to play a character and I'm going to do it. And then he found like he tried to put that energy out and I think lost his footing pretty fast. But like the social damage was done. Um, and Jeanette's vote uh, confessional for Lee is Lee, you got to have a positive attitude. Like, and Damn. he just didn't hit the vibe with everybody else. And Jeanette, Jeanette did that. Um, and I didn't put it in because I wanted to put a bit more, like I wanted to make it, uh, you know, a bit more of that, uh, you know, two, two, four vote, where's everybody going to fall. Um, mm -hmm. but it was clear, like, that's something that, you know, I could have put definitely into the show to give Jeanette a bit more of those props early on. Cause you're right. She did have a lot of social pull the entire game and she did it all with that, like peppy, like smile on her face. Uh, and this I definitely said in the interview and speaking to her in the um, the exit interview is like very like I was having flashbacks doing confessionals with her. She just really has like a hockey player after the game positive attitude. We all went out. We tried our hardest. We did our best. And that's something to be proud of. Like, you know, that's just who she is. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> If we really want to boil it down, we can just say $200 doesn't speak as loudly as a million dollars. That's fair. Um, you know, nobody played quite the same way. Yeah, that's honestly, I, I, maybe we would have Jeanette winner at it if, you know, a million Canadian dollars were on the line. Who knows? Mm -hmm. um, but uh, so wait, so Lee was your brother, you said, Brendan, right? Yeah, yeah, and Regis Philbin, I should also mention. Uh, he also <laughs> played the role of Regis. Well, that's <laughs> yes. really interesting, wow. though. So I would so not have predicted that. <laughs> yeah, and and so, he, him, and Donnie ran a mole production as well, which I think um, was mentioned previously. Mm -hmm. And I did the software where you like type in the name and the thumbprint changes color. And then oh. there's like the, the quiz on the laptop. I did all of that for them. Which was <laughs> so, used this summer brother. for a game. 
for game camp we did we did them all this summer and used the same software there you go it still works. i had to change the resolution to 800 yeah, yeah, by 600 yeah. but it yeah. still works it's oh like 1999 technology but, uh, <laughs> yeah well, um we're going well, way just... back with the uh, reality reality <laughs> games <laughs> game shows yeah but um brendan i guess my, just a, as a brother haver i'm very curious what was your reaction to him getting voted out because oh, i, feel like I, was I would so never have left Oh, yeah. I feel like I never would have stopped like laughing at my brother. That. No, well, <laughs> he, he had put so much um, effort into preparing for it. Uh, he had played orgs in the early days of orgs, Damn. just just so that he would be ready for Otter Creek. Mm -hmm. And he had read all these websites about survivor strategy. <laughs> And like he would talk to me about it, and it'd go straight over my head. I'm like, this guy knew that show, and he'd seen every season. I mean, there was only what six or seven seasons at that point, but he was such an enthusiast about it. And but yeah, Ronnie's analysis is flawless. <laughs> he he brought the wrong energy. He didn't read the room, and yep, he would have thrived on the Aquari tribe for sure. Oh, he would have thrived, I think, in a sort of post-merge environment once he'd gotten his footing, but. Mm -hmm. You know, it's easy to be the first boot when you haven't established those social connections, and he hadn't, and he was just a little too intense for like the most laid-back tribe of all time. <laughs> Truly, the most, maybe the most laid-back tribe of all time. And I'm, uh, if anybody has put in the six hours or whatever it is to listen to the Rob has a podcast, Marianne Okech, uh exit interview, she goes into her strategy in depth, and it is the like level of strategy that if Lee had have applied. She's basically says it's only the last seven votes that matter. It doesn't matter what happens as long as you can get yourself into that position and then you can start moving the pieces around. Yeah. You know, Lee, Lee came out of the game ready to play and it uh, didn't match with the group. They truly just wanted to have fun and eliminating him. That's exactly what they did. And yeah. like we're, you know, we're back to the beginning of the conversation. Like night two, yellow team was down to three. And then the end of day four, the final day is this episode. Drew, Jeanette, and Amanda have done what they—they've spent four days doing what the yellow team did in the first two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is—I um, guess speaking of so social bonds, uh, we do get this um, nice little moment here where we're kind of reminded of who all is thinking about, like who they're going to take to the end. Um, we do—I'm pretty sure it's like Drew and Jeanette both have kind of established they don't want each other, <laughs> and so. I, I don't know if Amanda knew that she was in such a great position at this point. Um, I definitely, I'm pretty sure she knew how close she was to Jeanette, but um, it seems like, I don't know. Amanda seemed like she was locked for the final two at like, I don't know, by the time it was final four, seriously. <laughs> so can I ask you all a question? What would have happened if Jeanette had taken Drew? That's I a great we... question. And I've thought about it a lot and I'm really not sure, obviously because it's an edited product and we don't see everything. But I do kind of, I have to assume that she would have won in that scenario. But I, you know, I I don't, Drew, like, Drew and Donnie know each other better. And Donnie might convince the Aquari people to vote for Drew. And then I don't really know how maybe a Tunyon is feeling about him at that point. Maybe Danny's mad about getting lied to. It, I feel like there's a case for Drew in that scenario as well. I, I agree. I think we talk about this with Drew, because Drew seems, uh, in his exit interview, he seemed very down on his chances. Um, but I feel like he had a really great shot against either of these girls. Um, just, I, I feel like Jeanette would win. It just probably would have been closer uh, for a lot of the reasons Sam said, but also just because 
their stories were so different. Amanda and Jeanette are like, that's why Amanda benefits so much from Jeanette is because their stories are just pretty much the exact same. It's just that Amanda took less heat for all of the stuff basically. Um, but Drew at least could say, I tried to vote people out. I tried to keep um, a, t a quarry people in. I tried to shake things up and it just, no one was willing to play with me. And at least that's something. I feel like people would have responded to that um, more so. I think it would have been a very, a lot tighter, but I still, I don't know. I feel like Jeanette at least for sure had an Amanda locked vote. And I feel like the Atenians still at the end of the day would have preferred amanda to... tim and dan probably would be locked donnie would definitely vote for drew and maybe right. convince hannah and Callista, which leaves danny as a swing vote but you know what i have them all on instagram now so maybe i'll just text them and find out just text and be like vote for a winner right now between drew and Jeanette. you have 10 minutes <laughs> i think yeah so that's that's my thoughts what did well, you guys you asked what do you think would happen yeah hmm. Oh, what do I think? Yeah, you yeah. were there. Well, <laughs> I, mean, this, I trust this, you. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's a whole lot that didn't make the edit. Um, but um, there's definitely stuff that never made it onto camera as well, because on more than one occasion, you hear people referencing conversations. And I'm like, I didn't capture that. So <laughs> we didn't have enough cameras, I mean, compared to the real survivor. Um, but no, I, I don't know. My, my suspicion was always that that she would have won but um and it, but it goes back to that two hundred dollars versus a million dollar thing right like they both her and amanda both had the conversation that we should be one and two because we've played better than drew mm -hmm. so they you know and they had that conversation but then they she actually followed through with it even though i think it was obvious her chances were a lot worse uh with amanda so yeah, I think she that's even just... references. She even talks about that during the episode. She's like, "I thought about it for a second, and I probably do have a better chance against Drew." I don't know that she <laughs> said it in those words, but she was just like, "I thought about it, but I've I've decided I'm just gonna stay loyal and go with Amanda." Exactly, and I mean, if you're playing for a million dollars, you you probably don't think that way. But I mean, I don't know. I feel like this was um, has a lot of shades of. I don't think any sort of. Um, seasons that had aired at that point but there's definitely like to me i i definitely think of uh woo and tony situation um like i it feels like very similar in that sense where woo probably i mean not even probably like for sure beats Cass uh, if he just takes her to final two but um there's these players like jeanette who think you know i've been all about loyalty this whole game then it's like to in their brains it makes the most sense to just like carry that to its logical conclusion and do the most loyal thing but that's um, what blue you know like that's yeah. really something that colors this entire season is like blue right. team was able to do that uh right until the they don't you know danny gets voted out at the top of day four so it's danny dan tim drew like they don't go through the trauma the same way that the yellow team did and so like there's still much more thinking like oh we've you know they didn't even vote him out so like you know loyalty is easy for them it's like the easiest group of of loyalty and survivor that happened because and Jeanette makes the to. comment that um that she thinks that that loyalty will be beneficial to her in front of the jury but mm. then she doesn't actually mention it in her speeches to the <laughs> jury 
So and this is this is where I think that Drew might fall in the final two vote as well. Um, especially uh, listening to the exit interview and his own thoughts on his game, I'm not confident that he could have articulated uh, why he yeah. deserved the win back then. Um, and then if we get a poor performance from Drew and a you know middling performance like we did from Jeanette, I don't really know. It would have been a pretty yeah. sloppy tribal council. <laughs> At least Amanda said, "I want to win." <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, yeah, I, I don't know. I think Jeanette versus Drew would have been very dramatic and fun to watch, but I feel like this is just, I don't know. It's really satisfying to see Amanda just really own Final Tribal in a way that, yeah, she killed it. Like, pretty amazing stuff right here for um, someone who I don't think she mentioned in the show at all that she loved, the sh like, Survivor as much as she uh, says she does. I do think she says she's watched every episode in right. the first interview. Uh, or her first confessional so way back way back episode one you get amanda saying she's seen every episode and you get amanda saying that her and jeanette are getting pretty close she doesn't know what that means but we'll see mm. um and those are the threads that came through yeah. to the end That's i do what, remember uh, in episode one her her you know uh, opening confessional there about you know what she's excited about and she's just you can tell that she's so excited to be able to do challenges and do survivor. <laughs> so mm -hmm. she's a big fan and just brings that energy of like, I see this TV show <laughs> on TV and now I can actually get to kind of do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and it, that's, yeah, that's why it's so satisfying. Um, so I guess that's, I, I don't know if we talked about it, Ronnie, but um so were you really thinking about like the winners of it edit of it all for amanda were you like i'm for sure have to keep this or like this is her winner story that i have in my mind can you maybe just talk through that um editing i think that my uh the footage does not really lend itself to an amanda winners edit i don't know if it because she was just first on the call sheet for every confessional round but there's so much footage of her talking about how she has no idea what's going on, <laughs> which was really surprising. And like, I only started editing like the, uh, I started again at the Callista boot episode. So right before uh, the blue team gets into it. So I'd never, I'd never seen it, but from my perspective out there, Amanda played a really dominant game. She was in the dominant majority the whole time. Um, and I, knowing who I thought, or who uh, you know, I know Amanda to be. I expected to see a bit more cunning on the footage than we did. Um, but uh, one of my favorite parts that does get shown is uh, in her final confessional. She talks about what it was like to go out, and she thought she was going to do, you know, the lying and the deceit and uh, more of the kind of survivor gameplay, and then how hard that was for her. Um, uh, it was a surprise to her how difficult it was. And so like, that is, that was a surprise to me too. Like I thought, uh, Amanda would like, she's just like such a, a staunch competitor. I wish I had to said this story when she was on, uh, the interview, but I just have this memory of her, uh, that she recounted from a time when she was playing soccer, where she like tackled somebody to the ground, which you don't do in soccer, um, and meant to say, are you okay? And I'm sorry at the same time, but just screamed, are you sorry? At that person <laughs> that she just knocked down. Like that was the energy I was expecting for Survivor. And so we got like a much more like, uh, way more nuanced version of the person I knew at the time, um, which was that. cool to see. And I'm well, sure that's part of her game. Like, I don't think that we would have seen her win if she was 
going that intense uh, on the attention yeah. tribe. I mean, she she did what Lee couldn't, which was read the room, got into the um, the cozy couch with uh, Jeanette, Tim, Dan, and Danny, and just like wrote it to the end, um, and got and you know was a, a dominant challenge force the entire time. So tell us again, Derek, how many times was she vulnerable? Four, three, I think four, four, four or three. Um, and as she she says, uh, even in the episode, she didn't receive any votes to be voted out throughout the entire game, which I'm pretty sure I said to her is literally something that no winner has ever no that's not true no winner has ever done um no votes against um all, voted correctly at each tri tribal council and if if not for um tim's vote for jeanette she also would have been a unanimous winner which would I, literally make her have like the most perfect survivor winner of all time tim voting jeanette was a real surprise to me i guess i just assumed that he was closer with amanda i don't know well, they're like besties off the like in real life. I think is what. Uh, oh right, we about. talked about yeah. that. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, so they went to the same school. I don't know been... if they were besties, but they. Well, knew yeah. Us. In right. in Otter Creek terms, they're like yes. close. So which also yeah. the the jury kind of nails Jeanette and Amanda for this as well. Um, something that we didn't know from casting is they talk about how Jeanette and Amanda actually know each other from. It would, had been years before playing soccer, um, but I think did contribute to the the easy bonding that they experienced. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, well, um, I something I guess. Well, Brendan, while you're here, and Ronnie, you can answer this too. Were either of you like rooting for anyone, like in particular, or were you like, I think the game's going to go this way? I don't know. Can you maybe speak to? Um, that thought process if you were having any or were you just too busy like filming it to really care about that uh mostly the latter however yeah. i was the i was the primary uh camera on aquari so i was rooting for them after they were oh dogs obviously yeah. you know yeah, like, i was right. hoping it just be a little more balanced and every <laughs> time they got defeated i was like i was there with them it like we really felt like part of the tribe. I know I did, and I'm oh. sure Micah did too, to some extent, because you're just there for so many hours, and you're you're there with them at every tribal, you're there with them at every challenge, and you just it's like an emotional roller coaster. So, <laughs> yeah. So I was rooting for them as a tribe, I guess. Uh, I yeah. was. I don't think I ever rooted for an individual or anything like that. There is some footage in this episode uh, where Michael and Michael, Micah and Brendan. <laughs> start breaking the rules while they're hanging around the camp. Like you can tell, like they've just been hanging out. Um, and they're like, I think Brendan takes some of the, like some of the tribe's water and they're like, Oh, we couldn't do this two days ago. Like oh I, having a drink, like just cause you, they were, they were just like a part of the group hanging out. Oh, I think I had a bit more space from them. I was a bit cold with everybody to try and maintain a distance. Oh. I would say I was rooting for the drama. Um, sure. Yeah, <laughs> Until the drama bitch. Peaked. yeah, yeah, <laughs> classic. Well, we had definitely had very different experiences, and this is something that I've had lots of time to think about over the years. Is your take of Survivor Otter Creek and mine and Micah's would be so different? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we just all we were at different places almost all the time, and yeah. I never yeah. really for council. <laughs> like I was never at the. Uh, the crew camp or the jury or like i never really saw the the other side 
and and you you really never saw the camps except when you I think you did most of the confessional interviewing, but that was like one person at a time. So we both really saw a completely different side of the same event. So mm -hmm. I find that I find that interesting because <laughs> it was just there wasn't a whole lot of balance to our day. It was just do one thing all day. Yes. <laughs> um, so I I don't know. I feel like we really need to talk about um, this final immunity. <laughs> um, just because it's uh, hands on a hard idol, which is the only final immunity challenge that should exist, in my opinion. I don't know if after uh, the reboot of Australian Survivor, I don't know if any hands on a hard idol will beat what happened on that show. Like, but, spoilers, but like, yeah, I guess we could try. Um, <laughs> I think I said, I think I say in the um, exit interview with Drew, we had to run it twice because the first time Drew got up onto the yeah. snow and completely wiped out immediately, um, <laughs> which is very bad. We we purposefully like we learned our experience from the stump challenge on night three. We're not doing that again, so we tried to make it more challenging, but then you know almost caught a dental injury in the process. Hand on a hard <laughs> idol is perfect for amateur seasons of Survivor because it is the simplest game, but it also creates the most epic moments. Like you, it's you just are standing there, and everyone else is standing there, and it's whoever wants to get off first. But you, but it's um, it's it it causes them so much internal turmoil and like inner they, they all have to they can all talk to each other or make deals or whatever but it's also so simple it's literally just like gotta just have a hand so we truly got the survivor otter creek version of this where jeanette asks amanda if she wants to get down at the same time <laughs> <laughs> i think i asked her i was like what did you think was gonna happen like, like no one is immune everyone's immune like <laughs> Teamwork only. That's yeah. the only way we're playing I love that. Survivor. As soon as she said it, she realizes it and, yeah. and, and explains what's wrong with what she just said. I love that. Yeah, Jeanette is so fun. And I feel like that's the perfect, I guess, encapsulation. Like, she wasn't out here really to win. She was just out here to, like, have fun with, a, like, this friend that she had made out here. And she was happy to jump off of a log together with her, even if it made no sense. <laughs> um. Yeah, so Drew, like I said, Drew falls pretty quickly. Um, and it's pretty obvious, it. I think, he's going to go. But I think Drew is, like, one of the pleasant surprises of the entire thing. You know, like, if I put myself, like, I'm 19 filming this. We've cast this, like, dorky, goofy 15-year-old. <laughs> um, and, you know, you stay tuned to hear Drew talk about what it's like to be on camera during the, like peak of puberty voice um <laughs> but he just gave like such a fun performance he was you know uh he was a character on the show which i didn't realize like i was just casting people like i thought you want to get people who are going to go out there and do have fun and do a good thing but like drew is like a surprise character that just kind of came out of the woodwork um and i really enjoyed editing him the entire time you say that it's obvious that he was probably going to lose, and I agree, but I feel like it's, as I discussed with him, uh, <laughs> the measurements are not right. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. <laughs> Brendan, I also can't remember if uh, we actually got everybody to do a handprint on their way home. Was that everybody's handprints, or did we just get like so, Donnie and Tim to do it? You, you claimed... Uh, or, or I should say, make claims, claimed, yeah, make claims, which I your, was at your direction. Later, so uh, yeah. <laughs> that that it had been all survivors, but I I'm pretty sure I found footage, and it was, um, 
just some just some behind the scenes footage and it was just the jury um okay. <laughs> so i'm glad we didn't like make trisha do a handprint you know while she's yeah you're, you're not allowed to leave until you go do that <laughs> that's a cool touch i really like that um that was i don't think well, that wasn't anything they'd done on the show before right i don't, not that I don't I remember. think so yeah that's a cute like kind of summer campy like let's just you know honor these people that we played the game with um yeah it was really cute i love this final immunity and i don't know jeanette winning final immunity also feels correct in a lot of ways it's like the ultimate decision maker of the season has to make the final decision too um even if it is like we said pretty obvious she at least does a good job of um at least to the camera kind of considering both options mm -hmm. um yeah, but, plus she won the previous uh, mm -hmm. endurance challenge, and I agree with. Well, I love her. Uh, like right before the vote, Meg asks her what she's vote basing her vote on, and she says, "I'm basing my vote on instinct, honesty, respect, fun, and determination." <laughs> uh, which I just love. So many, so many good wow. reasons to vote for someone. <laughs> I need to memorize that, and then if I'm ever on Survivor, I'm gonna tell that to Jeff. I'm like, I'm voting for. Fun, uh, integrity, Instinct, honesty, respect, <laughs> fun, and determination. Yeah. If anybody in the chat gets on the Survivor, you got like bring. There's there's a bunch of cute little lines. I've I've often thought of like if somebody says clap it up on the real Survivor, I'll lose my fucking shit. Like, oh my god! <laughs> I will make sure. I will be like um, Drew himself and just say clap it up at every opportunity, regardless <laughs> of context. Um, I love that. Yeah, poor Drew, such a fun character. Um, unlike Amanda and Jeanette, who both had perfect uh, voting records, I'm pretty sure, yes. Um, mm -hmm. I think he voted correctly three times in the whole season, um, which is pretty iconic, I gotta say. Like, you have to have that little agent of chaos that sticks around for a little longer. I'm pretty sure I even told him that he reminded me a lot of Johnny Fairplay, just in like, mm -hmm. visually, um, and just in, <laughs> like, I guess, in gameplay terms. Not so much he, like, he wasn't mean to anyone that I really remember. Um, other than Jeanette, he was really uh, anti-Jeanette. Um, anti this is probably just because I spent all summer rewatching this season, but he was also mm. reminding me of Eliza in Vanuatu. He's yes. the youngest. He's oh. like a little cockroach. Absolutely. <laughs> He's. I feel like that's something too that really is amazing about Otter Creek is like unintentional, like intentionally or not, you guys did manage to find like you kind of like brought these archetypes that we associate with like real survivor into otter creek or these the kids themselves just like naturally slotted themselves into those roles like jeanette mm -hmm. even though she's like a like a child she comes off as like the older woman sort of archetype of the show like this uh character who uh is like calling a lot of the shots but is also unwilling to sort of own that and um amanda i think uses that perfectly to her advantage mm -hmm. um Great stuff. Yeah, this is just a really amazing final three. Um, I want to just mention one of my favorite parts of this whole thing was editing the Fallen Comrades bit. Um, <laughs> I think I think the like bit where they're talking about their memories is like a little, you know, uh, <laughs> lower quality. But I love a clip show so much, and just like. I like when I watched that through for the first time, like I cried because oh. it's just it's sad music and it's slow mo of like all everybody's like bigger character moments. And I just like I loved it so much. And we had we did have the foresight to do jury interviews. So um 
Also, bring great. it. Come on, bring it back for the mainline show. Like it's it's good. I agree. People call it boring, but like it's so good, and I love. I just love the fallen comrade segment of every finale that it's a part of, especially when the people don't know a bunch of the people. That yeah. is, that's <laughs> very funny. Uh, it's, it's like I, <laughs> in Pearl Islands, Johnny Fairplay doesn't know one of the women, and he's just like great rack or something like that yes! it's like <laughs> come on uh, what, like, like, you gotta exactly i this was just like the perfect callback to what made me love survivor so much was all this sort of not really kitschy but i don't know just like sentimental stuff like yeah like let's honor these people who did like sacrifice four days of their life to come out and do this um, it's production yeah. treating it just as seriously as the group of people <laughs> they're asking to treat it seriously Absolutely. I do think like, you know, it it is from a time when like the first 16 people who were on Survivor, you like, we didn't have the archetypes yet. Like the closest thing we had is like horror movie archetypes. Mm. And then we're like getting to know all of these people. There were books written about everybody's character profile for uh, Australian Outback. It was like such an era where you're like dedicated to getting to know this group of people and then how they go through the period. Now there's like what, like uh, 800 people have been on Survivor um, and then multiply that by every show. Like, I guess the like real estate for sentimentality about people who have been eliminated from a show has like definitely decreased. But I must say, I'm like, I, I love to see it because you know, stuff like the Heather edit for season 41 drives me bonkers. It's so disrespectful to bring somebody out there and do that. And then just not, you know, maybe Purple Kelly, we can understand because, you know, she, her and Nanko were just like, whatever, we disrespect the game, we quit. Um, so, yeah, maybe they're going to treat them a little harsher. But, um, you know, I, I, I just love it as like a moment, like, you know, even Mike, who got voted out on within the first four hours, he got his little 30 second clip. You know, we got some fun shots of him doing it. Like, you know, I I just like that. He got. Right, I want to say I want to exactly. say goodbye to these people too. Like, I mm-hmm. it, I spent two oh. I spent three months watching your damn show. Give, <laughs> give me one moment to memorialize the people who made the show. Absolutely, I think that's like, like the to me the weakest Survivor seasons are the ones where it doesn't feel like everyone matters in some way, and the best ones are the ones. Where even if they like didn't matter in like the grand context of the game, they were still there. So in a sense, they affected the outcome just by being there. So treat them with respect; like they deserve it. So I, yeah, I mean, like Heather Truther, like you don't go through the whole game sitting beside the eventual winner without having an impact. Like how many conversations did they cut of the two of them? It just was they didn't fit their narrative. And I think like you know, especially the '30s, Jeff's like when Jeff was in a bromance with three men on every mm-hmm. season, you know, like you just get a feeling of like who is going to be important and, and who's not from the edit that way. And I just like, don't like it. Everybody is out there. Everybody's competing. They've got, they've got that one thing in common. They all want to participate. And, you know, I do think that we should respect it. I like another reality TV shows have taken a whole other direction some of the netflix shows will cast like 10 teams but then only like actually only ever air like seven um which i guess is probably still going to get their paycheck but like it just seems rude anyway what like one of the things that i wanted to say for the entire like as we're coming to a close on this is just like how much gratitude i have for the 16 people who put them 17 including meg put themselves in, Mm -hmm. in front of the camera and 
gave it that uh you know gave it that performance like really put themselves into it um you know it it really as sam said like if everybody just you know i've i've peeped a couple of uh other fan-made shows and like you know it's just like in a park at daytime people go home at night like it's it it, it was a really like special thing that like we've tried to put together for them and they like mm. came through in spades like sure yeah brendan and i had the like production stuff down but nothing matters other than the plinko chips that are going down it that's where the interest was and they, they they really did such a good job and um it's been such a gift to speak with them all again this summer uh celebrate them for where they are in their lives uh like spoiler alert final three uh if they were there now it would be a doctor a teacher and an engineer like that is so funny to me that like they've they've become different archetypes in their time away anyway um yeah i just got a lot of of gratitude for for them for for giving it their all absolutely and thank you all to all of them for doing this with us as well like going on this journey with sam and i um and ronnie and i don't know everyone who's come on and worked with us during this was we love yeah you're amazing i mean i i gotta do the rest of my thank yous just while we're on it so like all of mm -hmm. them uh, I, I wrote down, thank you for your patience one more time. None of them thought that this was ever going to happen. I finally did it. Very pleased to deliver. Um, I am like uh, really grateful to um, in the when the dip in the pandemic happened and we started doing Game Camp Wednesdays at Pegasus, you know, we found a group of real life people who, you know, like we were listening to Bitter Jurors back then, but you weren't real <laughs> people to us then, you know, like still are there other super fans that like kind of ended up carving out a space that when I was like, Oh, I have time. I actually should finish this. I made this as much for them as anybody else because I knew they would be watching. Um, and you know, obviously like the two of you, I'm really glad that we got connected. Um, because like, you know, this has been the longest weirdest high school reunion ever. And <laughs> we just like am survivor game happening at the same time and like you facilitated both the space for us to like dive deep into like this you know old school game like you know it was interesting from that perspective but like also gave us space to like have those reunion bits like reconnect with each other um you know and just like it's it's it has been such a gift and so i just have so much gratitude and thank you so much wow well thank you thank you for Ronnie. bringing it to us we're very happy that we were able to do it with you all summer long. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Truly all summer long. And I, I, I would be remiss, I, I forgot to mention him every episode except the last one and this one, but Maddie O'Donnell has been producing on my end mm -hmm. and organizing all of the schedules for me, um, which was a gift. Uh, and then also uh, major behind the scenes credit, earning that executive producer title all these years on. Uh, Brendan has like taken on a lot of the uh, just like, final the, honestly like brendan was like you've got to do subtitle like burned in subtitles for episode mm -hmm. 13 and 14 i was like brendan i can't anymore i've edited survivor <laughs> for ten thousand hours i've reached my ten thousand hours i can't do it he took over he got it up on youtube um he, he jury rigged my photoshop stuff so that uh the, the stuff was the same so you know brendan like we tortured each other over this like 18 years ago and we did it one more time together and you know i'm uh you know it never would have happened without without you uh if i can jump in thank you very much if i can jump in as well um i was watching just some of the um 
going through some of the old footage and there you know the 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 moment where everyone's rushing to the basement because of the storm in that moment i saw your mom and some other people who i don't think i even recognize an aunt of mine i think there yeah. was your aunt um there was just so many people rushing carrying tables around and i it just it gave me a moment to say like there's so many people who are were instrumental in making this happen who may not even be in the credits and of course there's lots who are in the credits as well i, I know ali was on the <laughs> the pod mm -hmm. real, earlier um and Micah, um, mm -hmm. for for every minute, like every every um, you know yard that was run through a challenge, was a was a yard, uh, I should say meter, <laughs> run by Micah or and or I. Um, and Ron sometimes and, me, I'd pick up C, oh, I'd yeah. pick up C camera sometimes. sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> well, I think most of the time, uh, frankly. But there was just you know, um, just those really long days from so many people um steve sly your brother um i i just remember camp the, manager camp manager just running into town to pick something up um <laughs> you know just doing the driving i i remember uh waiting for a tribal council uh just on set ready for it to start and he was going along filling the torches with the fuel and it was just all of the logistics of getting everything where it needed to be and having everything ready to go. And, and there was just so many people. Um, I saw Liz George. She was mm -hmm. one of our drivers. My mom was one of the drivers. <laughs> so there was just so many people um, um, that made this happen and that you don't see any of them. <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah, the it, it, it truly is. It takes the village type thing. And, you know, I think, um, Let's, I feel like I pat ourselves on the back for like people had confidence that we were going to do something that wasn't going to fucking suck, even though Survivor <laughs> Weekend kind of did. Um, and you know, I am, I just like this little community <laughs> formed around this little event. Um, it's all obviously focused on the 16 people in front of the camera, but um, yeah. there was so much just like, yeah. All those people the in the credits—they actually help. <laughs> uh, the Porter family is another one. I think you mentioned them in the last uh, episode, but what a what a thing to ask! Hey, can we use your property? We're going to do all of this stuff and introduce all kinds of liability. <laughs> um, yeah, there may be a dead child in your backyard at some point if hammers go wrong. <laughs> oh my god! Because the hammers were the, you like, and the, the hammers least again. of our worries. They're yeah, the least of our worries. I, I feel like we we actually were pretty well prepared to stop anyone from dying, but it, it's gotcha. just <laughs> the principle of the thing, right? Like, what a thing to ask, and they were just, of course, come on and, and just do this huge thing, and what a disruptive uh, thing that 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 it was, and um, <laughs> so there's the generosity of, and what an amazing property that they have, and uh, so much room for all these challenges and camps and all this stuff. It's just amazing. Just amazing. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. I definitely just feel a sense of uh, gratitude as well. Just um, you know, all the years of barely thinking about this thing, and <laughs> and uh, just all the stuff. They had our this... back. They had our back in high school. Yeah. That's yeah. They, they did. Yeah. Yeah. And as a parent now as well, just going. Yeah. Okay. That that was pretty awesome. It was oh, really cool. See what weird shit your kids get up to, Brendan. <laughs> I feel yeah. like parents 
Chris, nowadays all you got to do is what? I got to do is some dumb dance for TikTok. What if your kid's like, actually, we're going to film an entire season of Survivor and <laughs> let's get to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brendan, I wanted to ask, um, like, was this your last video project like this or did you continue to do some kind of stuff in video? You said you work in software now, so I was wondering. Yeah, um, that's a really good question. I don't remember um, what was done since then. So Lee and I had a quote-unquote production company. So we did a lot of stuff together. And I don't know when we like, we stopped as well. And I don't remember exactly when that was. Probably about the time he went probably, into like real-life video production. Yeah, so, so Lee went <laughs> to film school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah that all kind of it probably would have been around the same time so so otter creek and then everything else i would have been doing at the at the same time was probably just sort of the last hurrah of the amazing um you know adolescence that we got to have um and then went and started real life and <laughs> so it's yeah. i'm sentimental about it as well and it's um yeah and it's and it's my my friendship with ronnie and it's um it's so many things and um it was just one what, what an amazing experience and that's something I, I i know that um that some of the participants were saying a lot of them <laughs> just mm -hmm. this is the best experience this is the best experience <laughs> i don't know if it's the best experience but what a unique <laughs> experience you know yeah. i mean that they they who else at that age gets to go and do something like this and 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 everyone was watching Survivor. I was watching Survivor. We all loved Survivor. This is a, this cool new concept in TV. And hey, there's a there's people at my high school who are running one, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I got to go do it. So pretty awesome. Pretty yeah, awesome. Extremely. <laughs> Agreed. Um, yeah. Um, well, that, those are good thank yous. I, do we want to? If that felt like very final, but I I don't know. We still need to, I guess, talk about final tribal and these jury questions that our two girls get. <laughs> Which, first of all, I do want to say, um, congrats to Amanda and Jeanette. What an awesome final two! And you know, two women, you love to see it. Um, was it intentional, Ronnie, to use Marquez's music for that reason? Because obviously, that season uh, infamously has two women in the final two. Uh, no, it was not. I think I just liked the opening the best. That's fair. <laughs> I just I don't know because like I I think I even like kind of pinpointed it. Um, when we talked about the slingshot challenge, but that's also to me something I always think about Marquesas's the sepia. Uh, that's also that was like her kind of big challenge moment in that season too. I feel like there's some decent parallels between the sepia and Amanda's games, um, at least in that sense. It's just that the people around Amanda did not notice how dominant Amanda was, and you know Jeanette like went out for like the they didn't pick up on the same clues. We put it down for them, um, but. Yeah, I mean, I was thrilled with the final two at the time, and I think, like, one of the, this might be incorrect, but one of the things in my head was at the time there'd never been a successful alliance between uh, mm. women that made it to the end. It was always some, you know, when, when like, Vesepi and uh, Nalia, correct me if I'm wrong, but they started on different yes. teams, different teams. Um, so, like, you know, it, it's kind of tropey and survivor, like two bros get together, they make it to the end. Um, mm -hmm. And so, that, you know, we did that. And I think, uh, yeah, um, ultimately at the final travel council bears this out. I think that the entire season boils down to um, 
the relationship between Callista and Amanda and the relationship mm -hmm. between um, Jeanette and Amanda. And maybe that's just because I started editing at the Callista, <laughs> um, Callista episode this time. Um, but it really does like the dynamics around um, those relationships between those women is, is like uh, what part of the important thing here. And um, Absolutely. yeah, I was, I was happy with how it pulled out. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think I mentioned to you that, that to you before that there was, um, to me, you like had asked, oh, were there like hints um, to the winner when the new edit mm -hmm. turned? And the first thing I thought of was um, the Callista boot episode when Amanda and Callista have this like really long scene together where it's like very much centered around like, what is Amanda going to do? And that to me felt very um, like you sort of honing in on like, what is Amanda's winning story? And I think you, you found it and, um, I thought it was a really great scene and it definitely, like you said, bears out really well into this final tribal um, where I think, like I said before, everyone kind of crushes it. I think all the jury members do a good job and ask good questions. We even get a pick a number one through 10, which I feel like is just like, so it's such a classic. I love when people do that. Like it's yeah, I, so true. I'm I, I, sorry. Go on. No, I, I, I feel like he mumbled what number he picked or something like that. I couldn't tell. I couldn't, I don't remember. Did oh, he say think... what he, I think Amanda got it. Uh, yeah, I, I think he remember. maybe just says yeah. like "Congrats, Amanda" or something like that. Yeah, yeah, which is iconic. I agree. In hindsight, that the Amanda, like uh, Callista scene, it, I, it was the important piece for the winners edit, and I did like it in the moment. But I just remember being like, "Who is this?" Like I, I knew <laughs> Callista, and then like I was like, "She is a best friend, and it's a girl I've never heard of in the first five episodes of the show." Um, but I and now in hindsight, I'm like, that probably should have tipped me off. The new editing style, uh, introducing the winner. I I think I did really struggle. I probably talked about this on the episode way back when we spoke with Callista, but you know, I struggled for a long time, and part of why it might have taken me 18 years to get back into it is like I had all that footage, and what do I do with it? We'd spent mm -hmm. the entire our entire effort was about building a copy of Survivor, and then we were introducing this pre like pre gaming. Like we all know what that is yeah. now that we have multiple All Stars, but we tried to eliminate it. Like, um, you, the the memory about it is Micah and Brendan and I went to Denny's by the 401 with photo cutouts of everybody and rearranged them to try and minimize the social overlap between the two groups. Um, and then it eventually came back to bite us in the ass because we kept them apart for the entire game. And so when their relationship became important, it was like the end. And I had also uh, probably consciously edited out or not didn't include a lot of, you know, potentially related footage earlier in the game. Uh, for sure. But I'm, I, yeah. And I, and I get that. I, I to, I'm just making a joke. I, I know, I'm I know. Sure, I'm, sure she's in, I'm sure she's in the episode. <laughs> No, yeah, she just actually, like... Jeanette is not in the first two episodes. I don't know what I'm happened, out. but we, we <laughs> don't we don't have Jeanette confessional footage for the first two episodes. Um, and oh, I can yeah. only contribute That's it to her being so easygoing that she didn't even notice that she hadn't been interviewed and everybody else did. Like, um, it was a huge miss. You uh, didn't even talk to her? Just, I, I don't have footage for oh, either of the God. first two episodes. And she's the only one we met. Like that's the only time that ball got dropped. So Jeanette was pushed. Uh, yeah, I'm not pleased about that. <laughs> yeah. That one. <laughs> um, but yeah, let, I guess let's just run through. Did any uh, jury questions stand out to anyone? I guess I already Dan's um, Dan Big Balls um, has hmm. has 
one to 10 question, I think really stood out to me. Um, <laughs> and um, I think Danny's question too, I really liked the, um, was Danny the one who asked um, who would you switch out? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really good question. I think we talked to Amanda about um, how she really crushed that question, like pretty much was like really just like secured that Donnie vote right there and secured that Drew vote right there. Just like using that question for what it should be used to, which is to like compliment people. And just like, even if you don't think that they were that good, you use here's your chance to like to really fluff some egos. Um, it's true. Amanda crushed it. But uh, just reading the notes, like Jeanette also, like that was one of her stronger answers in the game. I'm not sure. going to take back anything that I did. Like I did it all. I don't regret it. And you know, I she, I at least appreciated the like she stood behind everything she did. I agree that tactically, Amanda read read the room again and did the right thing. Um, but in a different environment, I do think maybe the Jeanette response could have gotten uh, a bit more of a bump. For sure. Yeah, I definitely don't think every single answer she gave is bad or anything like that. I I I just feel like because who is it? Someone asks something. I. I can't remember now, but someone asked <laughs> like about um, playing better. Um, is it about Drew like saying, "Could you have done your games differently" or something like that? I'm trying to look at my. Oh. Thing. I have no idea what I was. <laughs> Sam has stamp while I'm he's like... looking at the note for uh, Dan wearing the big balls shirt. Hmm. Uh, thanks, thanks for recording that. <laughs> well, it was it was very striking to me. I think well, I, ultimately, what sums it up is that like their last two confessionals before Final Tribal is like Jeanette is saying, "Yeah, I considered taking Drew, but I ultimately picked Amanda." And then Amanda's confessional is like. Yeah, it's going to be really awkward at Final Tribal because we've been on the same side this entire time and now we have to go against each other. And so they're just like in completely different mindsets. Mm -hmm. And Amanda goes in and is just really, really good at Final Tribal. And I, you just, mm -hmm. you, you never know which contestant is going to be good at this part of the game until the very end because it's, be, it, there's just no other part of the game or life that is like Final Tribal Council. And Amanda crushed it as like an 18 year old. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Um, which I don't know. Did we know it was Amanda a theater kid? We we had a lot with big theater kid contingency in this cast. I think is what we found out. Oh, I, 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 I found what I was trying to think about earlier. Sorry. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Callista asked Jeanette why she should be Soul Survivor over Amanda, and she says, "I don't." <laughs> she thinks that they both did a good job. It's like that is that is the and it's like Callista is the one where you could have like potentially. I mean, Callista was friendly friends with her outside the Amanda outside the game, so it could have been one that you could have turned. But she was like, "Don't vote for me." <laughs> Sorry, uh, theater kid energy. Uh, Callista, yes, Amanda, no. Um, Amanda was uh, sporty, but um, I don't think she considered herself a jock. But no, it wasn't her and I, uh, and I even Brendan, I think, were like kind of in the same. Like we were friends with theater kids. So we often got pulled into some nonsense, but we were not theater kids ourselves. <laughs> mm. I was, yeah, we were more allies. so true than the nerds. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, this honestly, the, from the sounds of it, this could have been like a brains versus brawn situation. If you really were, had been in that mindset, obviously that was not where survivor's no. head was at at that point in time. Thank the Lord in heaven. Thank goodness we didn't do men versus women. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it like panned out uh, how most of those seasons go, which is, you know, the women, either they win it or they dominate or both is essentially what goes on. And I love that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's, I, um, I'm trying to think. Donnie, I think does a good job too. Obviously an internal ham. 
um, kills it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think just the headline. I had to edit like, his for brevity. There's like another, <laughs> like, he gives a bit more of a speech about um, luck uh, and how that influences the game, but um, of course. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't keep it all in. Of course. What a what a guy. But yeah, I feel yeah, the headline basically is just like Amanda really knocks every question out of the park. Like you said, Jeanette does not like bomb, but she just is just not there at the same level that Amanda is. And I think mm-hmm. that's yeah, Amanda just clinches it. Um clinches and it. yeah, so um I guess to think about like as the jury's voting, do you think that um maybe this is more a question that we should have asked Amanda or Jeanette, but do you think there was a sense of like who had won? Like after like hearing the jury and all that, where it was like the crew, like yep, yeah, but Amanda definitely killed that, or like I don't know what was the vibe as things were kind of coming to an end there. I would say I probably had a feeling Amanda won, but I didn't know that it would be such a blowout. And again, mm-hmm. always rooting for the drama. I was hoping for a bit of a closer vote. Sure. Um, <laughs> and I thought that Jeanette might have deserved like deserved a couple more votes than she did um on the ground in the game yeah <laughs> you're like she deserves um, so, seven more votes actually yeah. <laughs> uh six so, i think you mean yeah. <laughs> i don't know brendan did you have a read on it at all uh, no i don't think i did my i think i think our read at that point was just exhaustion like we were yeah just, that's fair like this is about to end i can't believe this, this is amazing oh my god i gotta do like the one more like that like one more final thank you to meg vanderbeeken you can see she's a bit exhausted in this episode holding it together was out there for four days took so much and showed up onto the camera every time um and yeah uh, it's been another great part of this process is has been uh, finding excuses to spend more time with meg so um yeah uh she did she did a great job just meg job. is amazing and i think also a big part of that realism that we talked about mm-hmm. before um she just brought that that energy that everyone just immediately respected and stayed silent while she spoke and just we were just I'm oh my god there's so many times where i'm speaking and i have to be like everybody shut up like oh i think i was nicer than that but like I, like hello i'm talking like we got to go through this but like when like brendan was saying when meg was talking that there's i don't think there's any times that i had to step in and make people listen to meg because i don't know they just do no talking conch shell or whatever like they were good they knew <laughs> yes. what to do yes they respected her they respected her, yeah. Um, but yeah, so like we said, it's it's a blowout, which I don't think. Oh uh, no, that's not true. Jenna, for sure, I like won. I think by the same sort of margin. Yeah. Um, at this point, but I, blowouts were pretty rare on Survivor at this point. Usually, it's a four-three situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that just is a testament. What to What do you think that it is now? Um, the why is it it's so common for there to be a blowout now it's almost always a blowout uh, I think, versus back in the day i think back in the day there was such a focus um on this idea of like this is your vote as a jury member i feel like um nowadays there's such a focus on like the group picking someone at least that's my read on it obviously I can't speak from personal experience um but that's just the feeling i guess like um a lot of people think about survivor as like who's our the winner of our season whereas i feel like in early seasons it's just like i'm voting for who i think played the like the best um and so it's just a much more individualized decision whereas i think nowadays it's much more like who do we think is our winner 
Mm-hmm. In addition I guess to what... you can't. Sorry, you can't hear that in uh, the Amanda and Jeanette's comments. They're like, "You get to decide." They're all, they almost give up all of their agency. They're like, "I'm not going to say anything to convince you one way or the other. It's all you." Mm-hmm. In addition to what Derek said, I mean, I'm pretty sure that during the first several seasons of the show, before they started doing Ponderosa, the jurors mm. were actually sequestered and like were not able to talk uh... to each other about the game and about like what they were thinking for Final Tribal. Or at least that's how it was the first several seasons. I don't know when that stopped. And then I also just think that the final two itself lends itself more to um, just no one could like in a final three scenario someone is seems like they're usually so much farther out ahead of everybody else in the jury's mind or whatever for for whatever reason Mm -hmm. uh and i think that i think it's just because there is there there's more options i feel like in that sense that's like there's i don't know i'm sure there's like a psychology to it but when you're like presented with more options maybe you're just like your brain is forced to like hone in more you're like okay i have so much i just need to like focus on one thing whereas i think between two it like is really a decision like an actual decision you have to make this person or this person rather than oh i could do this person or this one or this one Uh, i should probably just save myself time and just like have my one person that i'm rooting for it's also like we talked about earlier with Drew, how he had such a different story from Jeanette and Amanda. Mm-hmm. It's like if all three of them were there, I mean, I feel like Amanda probably still wins, but I, maybe people are concerned that someone's voting for Drew, or and so like more people are voting for Amanda over like splitting the vote between Amanda mm-hmm. and uh, Jeanette. We could, and... we could have got a four-two-one if we had have done uh, done the, the, final three. the final three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, I'm sure there's a lot of reasons, um, and, and I think that people also talk about like jurors not wanting to be wrong. So it's not so much about like voting for who you want to be second anymore. It's like they want to uh, vote for with everybody else and have it on their like record that they voted for the winner. I and feel also- like. I feel like especially as casts have started talking more or like still communicating after the show, they're like maybe not as interested in voting for like a second person or so or whatever, just so that they can still be like friends with the person who's going to win. And maybe like they'll still be friends (laughs) after Like who knows? Yeah. Plus I think you always want that moment of like, you played a great game. Like you're the winner, Mm -hmm. you're a sole survivor. Like, honestly, that is like something like, I could be part of the B-roll for the winner. Like, <laughs> like that's just like something that people think about. Um, and yeah, that's just, I feel like the Otter Creek was such a great way to think about those things of like, how has Survivor changed? How has television changed? Um, but even how have like people changed just in how they think about these sorts of things? I think there is, Absolutely. like, I don't know if they thought that people, anyone, like, this would be uh, like readily available to oh no I international mean, like, audience. <laughs> like, I think we might cover it in the Jeanette interview, but we didn't get in touch with Jeanette until literally days before we uh, filmed that interview. And um, the first reaction from her was like, "This is on YouTube. I need. I'm going to need to think about it." Because like <laughs> we like oh, Jeanette actually says, "Like I can't wait for everybody to see this on video." She's referring to her parents and friends, right. not a thousand internet strangers uh, who have somehow become uh, Stenettes. Like um, you know, it definitely wasn't in anywhere that they thought that we would end up doing this. Um, 
but you know nobody's tried to sue me so i think everybody's happy enough with it and Jeanette, obviously, once she watched it, and I think uh, once she saw that she came off quite well through the entire thing um, and was deserving of the Stanette uh, title that, um, you know, she was happy to come talk to us. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, yeah, nowadays it's like people assume they're, I don't know, being filmed all the time, right? <laughs> like, I guess. We are being filmed all the time. Right. Or like <laughs> someone, if someone puts a camera in your face or a phone in your face, you're assuming this is going to be streamed. Like, it's just like out there for anyone to see. So yeah, I think there's plenty of reasons why, you know, it's so different now. Um, mm. But yeah, um, Amanda, I think just snatched up all those votes, killed it, slayed it. I, Sorry to Jeanette. I, yeah, but, I would say Amanda was like uh, one of our like favorites to win. Like not for like we played favorites, but you know, out of the group. That production interference. <laughs> not production interference. Swear it. Just knew that going out there, she would uh, perform well, and she did not disappoint. Jeanette, I did not know as well. Uh, I met Jeanette through the casting process for uh, Otter Creek, so didn't know what to expect out of her. Definitely not disappointed. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and you said it earlier, like the story of the seasons were the relationship Amanda had with Calista and the relationship Amanda had with Jeanette, and there were very nice moments for both of those relationships. Uh, and, and during Final Tribal, like when Calista is talking to her and like to ask her about why she went off, went away from their alliance, and like J Amanda did a great job of like repairing that relationship and explaining her logic there. And then Tim also asked Jeanette and Amanda about like how they became so close. So they're both just like very good at last moments for the two. Mm -hmm. Uh, relationships and friendships that guided us through the season. Absolutely. And the last like slow-mo clip uh, when Amanda finishes her little montage is just her and Jeanette sharing. Uh, Jeanette has just won the strawberries in the um, <laughs> auction and they just like share this cute little laugh together. And I just felt like it was such a, you know, perfect way. Like it ended up, you know, despite the drama being a game about just like making friends, which you don't always get in a season of Survivor. So, uh, you know, I thought they were just so cute and did a great job. Absolutely. Cosine. Um, they so, were cute and did, and did a great job. I agree. <laughs> yes. Um, well, um, yeah. Do you, Ronnie, Brendan, I guess, Brendan, since you're our super duper special guest, do you have any sort of concluding thoughts on the season or anything you just, I don't know, want to say about Otter Creek? But it's been like talking about it so much late longer since you did it. I don't know. Any yeah. stuff you just want to get out. <laughs> did you ever oh. expect that I would finish it? You'd put the most work into it, maybe besides me. And I sat on it for uh, almost two decades. I don't know. It was one of those things where it felt like maybe you never would. And um, mm -hmm. it it's surreal that you did. And I'm so, so thankful that you did too. And uh, it's. Um, you know, it was just one of those things that you you almost forgot that you did. It, it, it fell off the radar. And then every few years, we would have a conversation. Um, you know, I remember one time uh, you were in university and your excuse was, um, you know, obviously you're pursuing studies, but also you didn't have the hard drive space for the yeah. footage. Because, like, again, th nowadays, this isn't something you think about. But back then, this yeah. was a major problem. So I went and bought, like, the biggest hard drive I could find. And it managed to fit everything on it. And I, and I think I came and visited you and brought it with me. <laughs> so that you're like, hey, here you have it now. Hmm. And uh, just, just every now and then, you know, just interest firing up in it. 
and then it dying off. And it, and I was sort of at peace with it. Like, this is probably just not going to happen. And that's okay, because it's a monumental amount of footage and just effort. And um, so it's really neat that all of a sudden it's something I get to talk about, but also getting to hear this podcast all the way along too, and hearing from each of these people who I shared this experience with, um, it's just amazing to hear all these people and and hear where they are, hear how they remember, you know, their recollection of the experience, um, and just that we made an, we made a, a memory that all these people share, and we got to share that with the world. Um, when I didn't think any of this would happen, so it, it's uh, it's pretty neat. And um, I was at a wedding where they had this uh, they had this game where uh, you had to, and it was designed to force you to meet other people at the wedding. Mm. And so you had like a bingo card of clues, and you didn't know which person it went with. So you know. Um, you had to go and ask people, what's your clue? And mine was Survivor Otter Creek. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I'm going up all the things that could have been chosen. And I, and I don't think, <laughs> I don't think this friend of mine who was getting married, I don't think was aware that this was finally getting released. I think this was just, wow. he's trying to come up with something unique about me and remembered that I'd done that. And so I'm laughing at this just, because I knew you were closing in on the end with this, um, so yeah, it's just, just it's a it's a unique thing, and um, the wild, uh, the cast and crew all shared this unique experience, and the fact that it is now on YouTube and it's on Bitter Jurors. <laughs> <laughs> I just think this is so cool, and yeah, I love that. That I don't know. That's cool. There's like the legend like a local legend this thing that happened apparently just yeah. like the whole community knows this exists um yeah well, we were really in the awesome. newspaper wow <laughs> kind of a big belville intelligence wow <laughs> damn okay everybody's everybody's got a big name in a small town is that how the the song goes <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that's so cool well um i'm glad we could provide that um for you brendan and for you ronnie um Ronnie, do you have any finale thoughts? Um, I feel like we kind I of no. I like yeah. we've been, this is, and I can't believe like this is still the longest episode we've ever recorded. I don't know what is left to say about Survivor Otter <laughs> Creek. I That's feel true. like we've said, I like I've shared so many behind the scenes memories that I just thought were going to be locked in my own head forever. Um, and you know, uh, our friends and family who are listening, like getting to getting this little insight into this project, it's just been such a such a treat um yeah i don't i like i don't have anything else to say but thanks like, <laughs> this has just been like such a th such a cool thing yeah i i feel like one of the extra interviews we did we like was very had a lot of finality finality to it for some reason so i'm sure we had a lot more poetic things to say <laughs> for each of those. um but yeah i don't know just um speaking for myself right. um this was just a <laughs> I keep yes, trying. Sam. I keep sneezing on a podcast and go like trying so quick, trying to mute as quickly <laughs> as I can, and I never get to it. Sam, just trying to steal my moment, like so, so unnecessary. You're just mad that I won hot fakes, hmm. um, and I will always be able to hold that over you that I'm better at a game than you are. So there's that. 
the sneeze comes from jealousy. I just know it. Um, but uh, I don't know. Just this week for myself, and I'm sure Sam would agree, this was just such a fun experience. And I am so glad that you brought this to us. And I, it just was, I don't know, a great way to spend a summer. Just like looking at this um, little passion project and like a passion in every sense of that word. Like it seems like everyone we talk to, like you said, it's just like, so glad they did it or just have fond memories of it or they don't remember anything about it but they do remember having fun doing it um so i i don't know i i'm really looking forward to whatever you do next ronnie and even if it's not another survivor game but i don't know we're coming to toronto we're playing bitter or we're playing uh survivor Auto creek too honestly wait. i would be very down for that like uh, or maybe I... we'll just do the exit interviews live there while we're on the console <laughs> the second they get voted out we'll be around the corner ready to ask them everything that would be funny um but i yeah whatever ronnie whatever uh projects you have in the future i am very here for because clearly this is a testament to um your amazing work and also brandon's amazing work Every, everyone you've mentioned is amazing work. There's, there's This is like lightning in a bottle, it seems like. There's definitely a universe where this sucks, and we're not in that universe, thankfully. Well, agreed with what, everything Derek said. I, I, I've, been, I've been saying it since like episode one. This is a professional production of the show. Mm-hmm. I've been a longtime fan of um, amateur or fan-made seasons of Survivor, and there are ones that are just straight up bad. Uh, and this to to just think about that you all did this so long ago, way before YouTube, way before camera phones, way before anything along those lines. In the first couple seasons of the show is just amazing, and I'm so happy we got to be this tiny little part of it 20 years later, and just so happy that we were brought in. Just thrilled that we were here. Uh. Oh my gosh! Like Wait. now, how do we? How do we? End? Oh my god! I, the last one I do is my technical producer for uh, this. I've got a ring light and a microphone. Oh. And it's my partner's laptop, and he gets me set up every week. So oh. uh, my uh, he got he did pre-screeners of all the new episodes. So uh, guest of the pod, guest of the Legend of Coropod as yes. well. Alex Harvey can't say thank you enough for bringing me over the finish line, uh, along with uh, you know like Tyler. Naomi, Dio, mm-hmm. Shane, uh, everybody who did the last the last legs with us, um, really appreciate them. Absolutely. And thank you to Christine also for even introducing us. In right, the, Chris, in the first truth. Christine is <laughs> like, yes, the the sort of I don't know the glue. Um, and I'm glad, yeah, all, like you said, all of the amazing guests who came on and talked with us. Um, yeah, and all the people, like I said, that did exit interviews with us, even the ones who couldn't do it for whatever reason, like. Just thank you no, all. No, I'm I'm over them. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Mm, uh, maybe we'll lock down Vicky in the future. Maybe. Uh, when things come no, <laughs> it's just like you know, it's just like when Lisa Vanderpump didn't show up to the ha- the reunion. It's, you know, <laughs> she made her choice. Oh. Um, but um, yeah, I agree. Um, with everything, thank thank you both so much for doing this. And um, yeah, I don't know. Feels weird to say. Goodbye to Survivor Otter Creek like this. But I, like I said, I feel like that's this is not the end. Like there's, who knows? Something, something, something else. Realize. Will come. Yes. Something um, else. So it's it's not really goodbye. Um, but it actually kind of is because, you know, it's it, we have to end the podcast at some point. Um, <laughs> True. So in that spirit, Brendan, do you have any socials to plug or just anything you want to direct people to? All that good stuff. Uh, 
thank you. Uh, no, uh, I, I kind of stay off the radar for the most part. <laughs> That's a perfect let you and literally the three people that we are about to talk to once this wraps up. I don't think there's a single social media plug in the bunch. So no, they're just like, no, we're normal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I forget, did we do plugs at all during any of those exit interviews? I think we do, but I don't remember. I don't know. Um, but I don't know. Do we want to? I feel like we can just... Sure. Ronnie, yeah. plug Game right. Camp It Up one last time. Game Camp It Up, if you're in Toronto, if you're a fan, you'll be the first to know if there is ever a Survivor Otter Creek 2, we'll be posting it to Game Camp first. We'll we'll send it to Vittergers soon after. But, um, I love being we, special. <laughs> we do uh, weekly viewings at Pegasus on Church Street in Toronto. Uh, we organize uh, irregular, semi-annual live reality game events. Um, and we generally are just a nerdy good time. So follow us at Game Camp It Up on Twitter and Instagram. Hell yeah. It's Fair 43, mere weeks away. Mere weeks cool. away. I know. It's kind of crazy. Um, no Canadians to win, like we said. Um, I know. Mm -hmm. We've had we three Canadian handle winners in a row. Now we've yeah. had Erica, Marianne, and, and Amanda. Amanda. <laughs> and Amanda, yeah. We couldn't handle the heat, so we kicked you out of the kitchen. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Sam, what about you? Plugs, all that good stuff? At Sam Stanish everywhere, at Bitterger's Pod everywhere. We are finishing Legend of Korra in the next couple weeks. We're getting ready for Survivor 43. We've got our cast assessment coming up mm -hmm. probably this coming Monday, I would think. And, uh, you know, we're, I, I, I'm excited for Survivor 43. I'm really, really, really. I haven't looked at the <laughs> cast very much at all, but I'm I'm ready. Me too. It seems like a fun group. Um, and we will, we will, you know, we'll have some amazing guests. I'm sure we, we kind of slayed it last season. <laughs> Sam, Sam, well, there's some fun. We'll, we'll talk off the pot about <laughs> some fun shenanigans that are going on, but um, I don't know. I'm very excited for Ford. And we will, we will have good guests. Yes. Um, but you can follow me at Rain Dierks on Twitter. Uh, follow my other podcast with Christine uh, at ShadowplayGaze. I feel like now that this is wrapping up, Sanawatu is kind of getting to the pointy end. I think we we have to do the musicals. I'm telling you, people, it's gonna. Happen. I might have to watch. I might finally have to watch these musicals. I've been I know. Hearing I have. Say they're gonna come back and do the musicals for I will send years. You, it seems like I have the Google Drive link that I will send to you, where you can watch these. Uh, live action musical adaptations of a 90s anime um but um do that and no, then yeah, i am i that exactly i'm gonna watch the uh vanuatu finale tonight in order that's to prepare exactly for... what i'm referring to <laughs> um but and also yeah uh i don't know if you're for some reason listening to this and this is like your first bitter jurors moment to go and listen to our avatar coverage um our past Legend of Korra stuff. Even I, I'm sure our winners at war coverage was good. I don't really remember it much, honestly. Um, but yeah, just do all that stuff. And we were on hot, hot fakes, like we said. Um, great oh, yeah. podcast, lots of fun. Um, it's I don't know. Um, Stan, Amanda, Queen, winner, nearly perfect game winner. Nearly perfect um, game. She had it. Just Tim. Mm. I'm coming for it. Well, if I see him, it's not going to be pretty. Like you can come see one of his shows in Ontario. He That's gave true. us so much. He <sighs> and took away so much as well. He 
Tim is uh, is an, a feminist icon after the season, so it, <laughs> it, let's not let's not give him too hard of a time. Why well, he did make a good Mamma Mia stage, um, if I remember correctly from that's Crew. correct, yeah, yes. Um, but yeah, thank you all so much for doing this with us, and thank mm -hmm. you all for coming. It's been such show. a blessing to be like a part of this bitter jurors uh, mini series uh, and being like regular to chat. I am lo really looking forward to going back and doing a stint as a regular listener for a <laughs> while. Uh, <laughs> but you will be forced to be a, a guest. Yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll pop in. I'll pop in. Absolutely, um, Brendan. The invitation is also always open if you decide you know i want to talk about survivor 43 why not <laughs> or any others who knows um but yeah thank you all for being here um and thank you all for listening uh, see you, you all everybody. next week thank uh, you yeah clap bye. it up bye <laughs> clap it up determination fun <laughs> we are here with the first of our three finale exit interviews um king drew is here live on the call he seems to be rejecting his legend status uh but we're gonna convince him otherwise by the end of this call that's my goal um but i'm not alone as always sam stanish is here ronnie sly is here and yeah drew moore is here our hello third, welcome drew third so placer. good to see you <laughs> so good to see you too ronnie we were just saying how long it's been so it's it's really exciting and so good to see i was just saying to kind of finally put faces to names of the voices I've been listening to over the last few weeks has been really fun. So, well, we love to meet a fan. It's good that you know what to expect from these two. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Now um, I'm trying to yeah. think, like, what did we say about you in the previous episode? <laughs> I feel like I've made it evident that I think Drew is um, was always giving and confessionals and was such a fun character. That's why I, I don't know. I think you were you made the season such a blast drew i think you were chaotic in the best way and i don't know i think you were having fun were you having fun oh totally i i, I think i learned and it was funny watching it back i think i only developed a strategy on like the last day and before that was just kind of like nah i guess we'll try this now um <laughs> which was classic 14 year old has no idea what's happening in life vocal cracks all over the place like it was just a hot mess up and until the last day really uh and the hair like what i just i know. so like <laughs> it's this so is iconic just, it's such a moment in time like you know we've been talking to everybody and everybody talks about like how cool it is to see what they were like as a teenager um but for you specifically oh. it's like such a specific moment in your life um the hair is a choice the voice cracks and i i feel like i even remember like i thought you had like such like confidence about it like you were not shot like it didn't phase you that you were going like this all the time and it just made for like such like you were such a a standout character just from the like audio visual of it um of but it then all. you also give like one of the most like you know interesting performances as as a as a player too like what what so for you what's it been like watching that version of you on screen I think I think you, Ronnie, said it best at one point, which was, you know, to have that time of puberty for whatever reason recorded for everyone to see is just a hilarious because I mean, and I think you said it too, that summer was like the peak of when your voice is starting to change and everything is just going terribly wrong in your life from a puberty <laughs> perspective. And to have 
whatever 18 hours of footage of that is just you know and i mean i don't think it was anything to do but lean into it because you know when you're talking like this all the time like there's nothing else you can do about it so you just have to and i mean the hair was was very much of the time and also like a my sister trying to give me highlights that went terribly wrong situation uh because that's what you did was like have your sister pull your hair through a cap to try to get highlights because that was in but anyways it didn't go well one half of the head went blonde so we just leaned into it and did the other half of the head blonde and then the straw man you know it was a well, lot i mean i've copied you now uh, but it's it, it's back again which i was saying like now it's coming full circle i was just like you know in that in the cusp of being too late or I, too early i see you interestingly are only having one hair color uh on the podcast <laughs> there's some white hair now which is a little bit unfortunate <laughs> but uh but beyond that i think we all 18 years later have some of that and me from watching and i think i have more now oh no okay why do you say that like what's the well just uh... i mean there's a secondhand embarrassment of like oh my gosh i was 14 and i can't remember what that was like um but also just you know when reflecting on some of the game choices and some of the things i did i was like what what are you doing like lying to to everyone and trying to get them to believe that you didn't vote for Jeanette. I almost had them fooled, I think. Uh I mean you did the because they voted out Danny, Danny instead right? of you. Yeah. Totally. Um but I mean it, there were other things like it it literally took two words for Donnie to be like, hey you want to vote with me? And I was like, all right, sure. Let's try <laughs> I mean, it. That was that was my favorite thing of like uh I was keeping track of like the votes throughout the season and I was always like a treat, like, okay, who's Drew voting for this week? Like I'm, who's gonna who's gonna ruin my beautiful spreadsheet with some hinky vote that right? like, won't make sense. I loved it so much. And I think you know, part of me was at the time, and I do remember having the thought of, you know, I, I think I'm on the bottom of this group anyways. And and I guess I wasn't in the end because we sort of got to find that out that they voted out Danny and then Dan. But when I say they, I guess I was part of that group too. But um, I, I thought I was at the bottom. So I thought, I mean, I'd probably have a better shot if Donnie's controlling the other group and I flip and go with Donnie, then maybe I'm higher up in the, the rank list of, of vote outs. Um, and I really thought that, you know, we could have convinced Dan to come over or somebody else to vote with Donnie and I. And obviously that just went horribly wrong. And then when, Clist and Hannah didn't vote with us. It was just a crash and burn, but it was fun at the time in the sense that I, I remember coming back to, to travel or to, to uh, the camp afterwards and immediately denying it because there was nothing else to do at that point. I don't think, I think if I would have sort of leaned into it and just said it was me that I would have gotten voted in immediately. So. Well, I really appreciated your place on the show because it really felt like you were one of the only people who weren't just like, I mean, maybe you were forced into this position because you weren't in a strong, huge day one alliance, but you were one of the only people who wasn't like just sticking with the original tribe or like just voting with the group of people you've always been with. And you were like seeing what else was out there for you. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I mean, I, I had very few strategies in the game. One was to try to participate in as few challenges as possible because I knew I wasn't athletic. And I knew that if I failed on a challenge, that would be an easy way for them to vote me out um and then later on it was really more so okay I, I kind of recognized where i was falling which and i sort of suspected especially after the jeanette vote i mean i kind of knew that i was always being talked about to vote out but never as much as what i learned on the show like my name came up all the time and i couldn't believe it i think i was like blissfully naive at the time i thought oh i'm getting away with this look at me go <laughs> but like here's the thing is like they they never get there ever it's it takes 
when Jeanette has the only vote, finally she can put an end to the like Jeanette Drew feud. And it sounds like, you know, you didn't have a, a feeling of this either, but like there must have been something, like there had to be a charm or something that you had that just it helped you carry on and go through, you know, like they choose to go for Danny over you, they choose to go for Dan over you. You're not even included in that conversation. They just do it. Um, but you just keep floating, floating on. Like, do you, like, I don't know. It sounds like you didn't have a read on that, but like looking back, like, do you feel like um, maybe I was actually just like more likable or I wasn't a big of a threat? Like, I think it was more the second thing. Yeah, I, I maybe I was likable. I mean, I did try to to joke and laugh, and I think I you got a lot of that in terms of the footage of me just being an annoying fourteen year old, constantly cracking jokes, which isn't unlike my personality now. Um, <laughs> sometimes ad nauseum, but anyways, um, you know, to that point, I think it was what you guys had all, or, or what had been spoken about in the last podcast, which was that, I think it was the last one, anyways, about me always being an easy option. And I think that that was part of it too, was that they could have always gotten rid of me, but unfortunately they got to the point where that was no longer an option because then I won immunity. Mm -hmm. So. And a clutch spot too. And, you know, we talked about it in the app too, like that, the, your success in that challenge speaks to that social game that you had going on, right? Like there was a question about Donnie that gives you an edge. Yeah, and I, and I don't know if it was caught in the filming, and I don't know whether I've held a secret for 18 years, but Donnie um, winked at me or, or made some sort of physical motioning to me when it was his answer, which I think stemmed from, you know, hopefully me being the only one willing to go ahead with, with him at the time. Um, and that was the only reason I knew the answer to that question, uh, which helped me win. But um, yeah, I don't know if that, I, I, and I, I, I don't know if that was clear in the, in the episode or not. I wow. don't think I, I picked up on it. <laughs> All results of the game have been called into question now. <laughs> cheating on the field. Yeah, I love that. And they, they accused Danny of cheating and voted them out. So <laughs> everybody you cheats know? when they want. I, I mean, another secret that doesn't make it to the um, screen. And, you know, if you had a one, it probably would have been a, more of a storyline. But they're talking about how uh, you were sick and wanted to get voted out on day two. And there is footage of you explaining that that is a ploy. Um, <laughs> you were actually not sick. And um, so, like, do you remember that? <laughs> I don't remember that no. at all. Because <laughs> uh, um, I don't remember specifically, like, what the ploy was. Like, I'm going to act sick and they're not going to vote for me. But, um, you know, it worked because they it this kept the target off of you. It's funny because I in in watching an episode where Amanda does mention that where why she doesn't want to vote doesn't want to take me and she thinks it's ridiculous that I'm in the final three because <laughs> I didn't help out on day one I wanted to go home on day two and I'm like still there um, so I, yeah I, I wondered what that day two thing was but that makes total sense that um, that you mentioned that Ronnie another one of your strategies like come on really three strategies of not participating in challenges faking sick <laughs> on the second day. Oh, and flip-flopping halfway through. Brilliant. I mean, but, really like, here's, here's what we get, though, is we, at the end of the day, we got an amazing performance. We got so much good, um, you know, you gave so much good content. It was, you know, a little, like, confusing. I think you're one of the, you know, if this were to be, like, the 
a bigger show. You'd be like one of the polarizing characters. You know, I, I've had text messages from people being like, Drew is so annoying to like, yeah. I love Drew. Like, yeah. you know, like the charm like is there. I really, um, I mean, we spoke to Tim last week or whenever that was. And like, I told him he was like the main character of the whole season, but I really feel like you're like right up there with him. Like, I feel like you two were the like driving force at most times in the season one way or the other. Like you were huge on the show. It was great. You were great watching to watch. Well, I appreciate it. I mean, it was funny. I, I wrote down, I made notes as I was watching, uh, which is also very much like my personality. And I wrote episode 11, annoying. Uh, <laughs> I wrote, close your mouth. Um, <laughs> most non-contributory confessionals in the first three episodes. <laughs> they were literally all, yeah, we're all having a great time. We don't really know. And I hope they don't hold that against me. Uh, it might come to hold against me in the next, but like they're just no plot driving at all in the first couple of episodes. And I thought, oh my gosh, so funny. But you like it balances out because you are so visible in the like red hat, I think, and yeah, the, yeah. The hair. Uh, and the goofball side of your personality like really comes through. I mean, Alex, uh, my partner, ribs me every time we watch the finale. I kept in this clip of you in the blindfold challenge, um, where you literally fall and do like a fall like heel over and alex is like that's so mean take that out but i just like I, it's so representative to me of the game you played like you just went out you gave it your all like you know you tripped and could not stop yourself from spinning because you were just like you were there and you were just giving it everything and i think it makes it like such a compelling watch yeah i i think i mean at that time and and i was such a big survivor fan uh that it was just so cool to get that opportunity and so um i i think i wish you know in reflecting on it now i wish that i would have gone in with more strategy because i think now obviously with life experience and also more survivor experience in terms of watching i think obviously my how i would play the game now is incredibly different from how i would play the game or how i did play the game if you can call it that then um but you know it is funny to watch and think because you, you know and i think uh, danny mentioned they mentioned it in the last podcast about reliving those emotions that you had and kind of i remember having to some of the decisions being made and i remember like we lied about you know the cookies that we got when donnie and i came up with the name like all of those things and thinking about why i did that i mean it's funny to reflect on all of those decisions and and try to remember why you did certain things and i only you know, pieces of it, I obviously remember, but, but again, like the faking sick and that stuff, I mean, it's just so far gone that I just don't, you, you know, you need the, the, the reminders of the episodes to kind of reflect on it. And it's interesting to kind of go through all that again and think back to what you were thinking and feeling at the time. So how would you play now? If we were to throw you out there again? Um, I think, I mean, if I was playing old survivor, like that is, I, I do think that part of the strategy worked. I mean, I think for me, because I'm never going to be a physical threat, I think I always have to play the social game and play the sort of under the radar game. Um, and so I think, you know, from a perspective of the other than the first day sitting in my chair, that was a ridiculous thing. <laughs> I don't even know why we let you bring a chair. It looks so right? silly. I know, only brought it because it. Janelle brought one. Yes. And that was her. And I, I, at the time, was on student council with Janelle. And she was like, I'm going to bring a chair. I was like, that's a great idea. We can sleep in the chair. So I brought my chair. <laughs> she lost hers, unfortunately, in the first challenge. But 
regardless, I think, you know, from that perspective of contributing more to the camp, I think under the radar socially and trying to talk to more people initially, because uh, like Sam said, I mean, I didn't have a, a day one alliance. And I think those are the relationships that were important to build early on. And I think that's why in getting to the final three, I mean, Amanda and Jeanette and I, you know, really had no relationship at all, other than I thought Jeanette was annoying, which like, look who's talking. <laughs> Um, so I, I think from that perspective, it was, uh, that would be more so what I think would be how it plays, develop the relationships early and try to maintain those going forward. Um, recognizing that lots of people, like, I think, you know, one of my favorite players was always, and still is Sandra, um, and you know, her ability to kind of get in there and to not necessarily win challenges, but to make the social relationships that get people far is, is really what I would try to kind of strive for. But, but who knows? I mean. I think you do what you have to do with the group of people you're in and the, the group of people dictates how you have to play too. So you made a couple of references to like continuing to watch the show after. Do you still watch the show? Do you still watch Survivor? I, I don't now and I really need to get back into it. I sort of fell off somewhere in the late mid to late thirties, um, because life Fair. got super busy and uh the it was got really bad. <laughs> not priority. Um but I need to now uh, get back and watch them because I've heard and, and from catching bits and pieces of um, of what you guys have all been talking about, I think that's an important part to like, I, I'm missing that and I want to go back and, and rewatch. The most recent two seasons were really, really good. Um, mm -hmm. Really, really good. So I would recommend it. Yeah. Um, um, can we... to... Oh, sorry. I just want to, uh, I guess, encapsulate what you all were talking about, which is that um, I'm glad you brought up Sandra because I was going to compare you to the Johnny Fair play. <laughs> of like your seat and like i feel like Fair. even visually you like kind of mimic <laughs> oh johnny God. and like it's a two women in the final and like yeah i think it to me i was like you are the johnny Fairplay, and i, I my grandma should have died <laughs> <laughs> i'm surprised that wasn't one of your the, your fourth strategy <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> like on day so two, grandma dies day four i think you would have had <laughs> every day covered. yeah oh my gosh so you vote for amanda and then 18 years pass. What happened in those 18 years? Like, what have you been doing since then? Uh, so I went away to university um, and I did all sorts of schooling. Um, I, I'm now a family doctor. Uh, and so I'm, I do half-time family medicine, half-time palliative care. Um, so I work, I'm back in Belleville, actually, uh, which I said I would never be back in Belleville. So many um, of us there, but so many of us end up back there. <laughs> right. Um, and it was sort of a good place at the, at a good time. Um, I'm getting married in like three weeks, I think. <gasps> oh my gosh, um, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so we've been, uh, my fiance and I, we've been together for like eight years. We met in, uh, when I was in medical school at U of T, um, and she was doing her PhD there. And so we were kind of engaged pre-pandemic. We're like four years engaged because of delays <laughs> because of the pandemic. So. Uh, anyways, that's coming up, but, um, your engagement's almost longer than the time it took Ronnie to edit the season. <laughs> <laughs> close. So close. Uh, but yeah, so, so in that sense, we, it, it was sort of closer to her family in Ottawa and, and where we were at the time was far from everyone up in Collingwood. So we ended up back in Belleville. Um, so I have a family practice here and, uh, I work at the local hospice, uh, halftime as well too. So. I mean, this is something that I've been like waiting all season because like, you know, Drew and I haven't kept in touch, but I did know that he is a doctor now. And I just like, you know, he was one of the youngest people to go out there. Um, 
and I only knew him from like the student council like area. But I gotta say, like Drew, you're always like a go getter, and you see that on the show. And I just like I love that this like little screenshot like capture of you know an awkward time of your life where you just kind of are a goof for four days, yeah. um, you know, and like you're now like everybody we've talked to everybody is out there having like you know a great life there are so many engineers that were out there like um i just i just love that as like an end cap to this like you thought that drew was a goof but this guy can do stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i think you know to be honest that that still is a lot of my personality and i think i i try to bring a lot of humor to what i do too um because obviously especially with things like palliative care it can can seem uh depressing at first glance but um, you know, it's, it's interesting. And I think part of my work, which relates to survivor is just talking to people and, and trying to get to know people and, you know, meeting them where they're at. And I think that, you know, is true in survivor and it's true in life and it's true in the work that I do. Um, and I find from that perspective, you know, one of the questions I think, um, that was asked was sort of, what did you take away from survivor? And I think that that's a piece of it really is, you know, getting to meet people being sort of a chameleon or flexible in how you approach people in your conversations with people in your daily life. And it is really that, that aspect that makes people either successful or not at Survivor. And it's, you know, they talk about that social experiment part of it. I think that's what's most interesting still about the game. Um, and, I, and I can't say that that necessarily drew me to medicine and to the work that I do, but I, I think it's funny that that's part of what I do every day, which is just meeting people and talking to people, trying to figure out what we have in common so that we can, you know, achieve goals together. And I think that's a lot of what the show and what Survivor as a game is, and partly what makes it so interesting every year. Um, because it's, so, so true, surely you're applying to go on the show, right? Because you're like, <laughs> you're giving a like, a television level performance right now, like right, making the game into your career, like Too you're funny. going, you're I, going to go back out, right? <laughs> I would love to, to be honest, and I totally would, uh, except that it's so hard to leave work. But I, you know, from that perspective, I, I think when Big Brother Canada first came out, I think I did apply. I think I threw out a, a tape at the time, uh, and I did do actually. There was reference in one of the podcasts as well, Two to the Mole. That was done the year after and i did do that as well um oh you were so in like that the, too with andrew I was and that, lee with ah. andrew and lee um and a few other folks and and actually uh hannah's sister was in it too um charlotte so yeah i, I did that as well but i mean the, the the reality tv game show sort of thing i would definitely uh in some in some element do or or would be interested i think you would have been great on big brother canada one i love big brother canada and i think you'd be great on it <laughs> It's so, it, I, I, and it's funny, I've fallen off that bandwagon too. I just, I find I need more reality TV in my life, obviously. <laughs> I mean, it has been, so like, this has been a pandemic, like, escape for us. Like, you know, you come, you can only watch so much prestige TV when your life is a prestige TV show and it's so exhausting. Um, and like, it's been a great escape for me this year. Um, like, I'm sure if you've been listening, I'm sure you know, like, I had COVID and that is why. <laughs> I started this again. Um, and it is like such, uh, you know, I just reflect all the time on, I my, like my image of you, Drew, is like very that person. Um, and like, you know, you see social media posts over the years um, and that kind of thing. Uh, but it's so great to get to like actually connect with you as like the adult that you became following the show. Um, yeah, uh, you, I think you should apply for more or just like 
chill out and put on Survivor in the background because in the background, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's, it, that's been really fun too. Is is to see what everybody else has been doing and and to revisit it really. And so you know, and thank you, Ronnie, for doing that. I mean, it it's been so much fun to kind of go back. And I I I did avidly watch the episodes in the first eight or nine that were out, and was like when that Quinny Webb website went down, I was like, oh no, what's happening now? Are we ever gonna see them again? So it was really fun. Quinny Webb reference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brendan yeah. will be so happy you remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been really fun to revisit them and to rewatch and and yeah, to, to number one, remember that time in life, but also just to, to I, I, you forget about some of those people because again, I, I mean, Tim and I obviously had a relationship in terms of of being friends and doing theater and stuff like that outside of, of uh, Survivor. and. And that was really, you know, it in terms of the people that I connected with afterwards. So it's been really neat to see, like you were saying, Ronnie, where everybody ended up. Mm -hmm. You mentioned needing more reality TV in your life, but you've had it all summer. You've been watching yourself on Survivor Outer Creek. <laughs> Very true. And 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 looking forward to, to uh, like, when I get in my car every morning to drive to work, I'm like, what's the new episode out of the podcast? Is the new episode out of the podcast? Uh, it's been really fun to listen. And I, every time my name would come up, I'd get like a little bit excited. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how sounds, I mean, it sounds like you're the most likely of your castmates to keep applying for other reality shows. <laughs> if I had time to actually make sit down and make an episode or make an episode, make a, a, a tape or, or to take the time, I would consider it. But again, I, I mean, I guess there uh, apparently I've heard there's been Canadians win the last two seasons. Indeed. So, you know, that's that's interesting. But I don't know. It's so tough. Maybe I need to dye my hair blonde again. Yeah, that, <laughs> that'll, that'll, that'll cast me yet, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, any, anything in the rewatch, Drew, that, like, really stands out as, like, a high moment? Um, or anything that do you, like, have memories that didn't make the show? Um, high moments for me were, were really, and I think I reflected that in kind of my um, uh, sort of exit speech or whatever was just getting to talk and meet everybody and i think for me as a you know not not necessarily a shy person obviously um but but in a sense of i think going into grade nine and and going through grade nine i kind of knew that i was going to be uh, you know the sort of overachiever extracurricular person and to have sort of a, a an opportunity to meet new people and have those relationships with people and just have fun i think was really the big point for me and and getting to play the game that i was i mean i was such a fan at the time like it, i i remember at one point when i was like 13 i signed up for, or not 13 probably 11 or 12 signed up for a summer camp at like the squash club in belleville where they were going to do a survivor summer camp and i think i was like one of two kids to apply so then they had to cancel it and i was so bummed hmm. um but then to get to do it i was so excited about so i mean i think the whole experience was a high i think for me winning an immunity challenge and winning that final immunity challenge was really exciting for me um, and, and then also kind of the, the, the little moments of like, you know, having Tim take me on the picnic to have the world's best peanut butter sandwich. Um, <laughs> one of my favorites in the entire show. <laughs> right. And the discussion on, on rippled chips. That was yes. hilarious. Um, what's, yeah. What's, what's your, right? is, it, is rippled a real word? I'm still convinced I'm being gaslit over here. I don't think it's real. <laughs> well, totally. But I, I am, I am with you on the wavy lays. They're trying to take the, take back the market. Um, but no, those, and, and then it's been like an inside joke amongst my friends, because I remember in university when I was an undergrad, I showed some of the people that I was living on my floor with survivor out of Creek at the time. 
And one of my friends thought the idea of Donnie coming up with Kazmodiar was the funniest thing. Uh, because it's like, you know, speech about nothing, speech about nothing. What about Kazmodiar? This like whole formed word that came out of nowhere. And, and so that's been a, a kind of an inside joke amongst us that this word even came out. Um, and so to kind of revisit that again was a high. Um, and thinking about being selected was kind of a high. I don't know how that happened. So there's lots of little highlights that I think I remembered, number one, but then also things that I kind of got bits and pieces of just from watching that I had forgotten about, for sure. Yeah, Ronnie, we talked to Amanda a little bit about this, but like, do you remember anything about the selection process for, for Drew specifically? Uh, no, I like, I mean, I wouldn't have known Drew all that well, I think, just through like extracurriculars, but I would have known that he was a character, um, which is what you want. Uh, I don't think, like, I think, again, Drew would have been somebody that I approached to say, like, would you do this? Just because sometimes you can tell, like, if, you know, Drew already self-identifies as a, like, overachiever, extracurriculars, like, you want one more? Um, and I feel like it would have been a fast yes. <laughs> oh, for sure. I don't even remember whether I saw the, like, the because we went to the same high school, whether I saw the the ads around or whether you, Ronnie, asked me to join. Um, but I, I was definitely, and I mean, again, the reason I did the mold the next year was the same reason, because I had such a good time. Um, and I thought, oh, maybe I'll be better at this, but I wasn't. So there, uh, there is no footage of the mold. So like, it, do you, how far did you get? Did you play all the way? Do you remember who uh, the mold was? I think I got fifth, um, I think. So funnily, it was I had the highest score on the quiz the very first episode, and they thought like, oh, the gig's up. But then the mole uh, totally tricked me, and I was all in on one person, and then uh, it turned out to not be be them, and so I was I was kicked off pretty quickly. But like the part about Andrew taking the money, I forgot all about that too. So I, I remember got, less about the mole. For sure. hmm. Yeah, um, and more about. Uh, one more part of your story in the show is you are one of the youngest people to go out there. You are, uh, I think, I think 15. I think both you and Trisha were 15 um, or like on that line there. Um, and the early uh, alliance seems to be you and Trisha are going to pair up. Uh, but then the first time you go to vote, the following morning, you end up voting for each other. Um, <laughs> do you, <laughs> do you remember the uh, just like, being so young out there and like we also i forget that dan was so young as well uh probably only about a year older than you uh but he references in the final episode um was it intimidating as a younger person i guess you were leaning into the active puberty thing so maybe it wasn't so bad do you do you remember that dynamic at all uh, yeah i remember the first day thinking about that and thinking about like wow i'm actually the youngest person out here and or Trisha and I were, and I think that's why we bonded initially, which was smart on your part, Ronnie, to put us on the same tribe, because I think that gave us, whether you did that on purpose or not, I don't know, but to give us that little bit of security, um, hilarious that we then ended up voting for each other the next day. I just thought that was so <laughs> funny. Um, and I, you know, when you're in that situation, I remember, because I, I knew some of the people that went to my high school, who went to Quinny, I knew Janelle, I, I, I mean, at that time, I think I was like, oh my gosh, she's the student council president. Like I thought, what am I gonna do that 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 she's not going to be able to do out here? And, and similarly with Donnie and some of those other people that were more prominent at our high school, I remember being quite intimidated by them. And then of course, a lot of the other folks I just never knew. Um, and so from that perspective, I remember that being part of it. I don't know that that you know, impacted my gameplay in any way, um, other than I, 
I mean, I've always lived my life by the rule that if people are laughing with you or at you, then they can't dislike you at that moment. Uh, so I think from that perspective, that was a lot of the goofiness was to try to kind of, you know, the more people likely to like you, the more difficult it is to vote you out. But um, yeah, the age thing was interesting. And I think because there was such that variation, and I mean, when you think about even the maturity that people go through from grade nine to grade 12, that's a big change. So, and that reflects, I think, in the gameplay and reflects in Donnie having as much strategy as he did and Callista and Amanda, uh, you know, in, to that point as well. So uh, it, it was interesting. I think, you know, you, you all have referenced the sort of idea of being high school and watching high school kids do this. And I think that played into a lot of why it was so funny, number one, and interesting, number two. I mean, speaking of age, though, um, you know, I got to ask, I've asked everyone, Drew, what's your zodiac sign? <laughs> uh, I am an Aries. Oh, okay. Someone else was an Aries in, um, in this cast. I don't know, but um, I can what see. What does it, it mean, Derek? What's an Aries mean? Fiery hair. I, I can see it for you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> all I know again. I feel like I said this last time, but all I know about Aries is Mariah Carey is an Aries, and I would say Drew's the Mariah Carey of Survivor Otter Creek, wouldn't you? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I shared my birthday with Reba McIntyre, so, oh, you know, wow. very exciting. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, all I know about Aries is that they're, they're like Ronnie was saying, you know, kind of go-getter, uh, very sometimes headstrong people. And I think maybe that's more prominent now than it was in, in that, um, in playing Survivor. But it, it's interesting how everyone's personality is reflected in the characters. And I think you know, to give kudos to you, Ronnie, too, what you've done is really, I think, create those really excellent characters that that play through the whole season, too. And, and you know, having that opportunity to kind of watch what I remembered about people, but then also the parts that I never saw of their gameplay was really fun, too, because, you know, I remember Donnie being kind of strategic and, and doing all of that, but I don't remember him being as sort of, uh, you know, sassy and, and uh, throwing at the looks here and there as as he played out in the actual edit, so. Very true. <laughs> well, speaking, yeah, uh, like of Donnie and like the jury of it all, like, were you, when you went into the final tribal, were you like, I'm voting Amanda, like, that's it? Or I don't know, what was your thought process? Do you remember what you were thinking when you went to vote for a winner? I mean, my, my last question was literally the worst. Like, do you think you played the game to the best of your ability? Like, come on, that was brutal. Um, but <laughs> I, I think- You go easier on yourself. Oh my God. No, no, I know. I, I, I think <laughs> hypercritical, obviously. But no, I, I think I did uh, from, uh, because of the fact that I had voted for Jeanette before. And, and Jeanette is a lovely person. And I say that in the last episode after I tell Amanda that, oh, she's annoying, but she's really nice. Um, <laughs> And and to that point, I think with all that had developed in that sort of feud between Jeanette and I, I think I knew that I was going to vote for Amanda regardless. Um, and also for the fact, I mean, she was a beast at challenges. Like she, I forgot how many she won until we re reviewed it all or, or was watching it back. And like the fact that she was only vulnerable in like two tribal councils, like good on you. That was awesome. Drew, I think you played to the best of your ability. <laughs> all I knew how to do. <laughs> Um, and See, really, we, the, the fact that I, I got so many votes. If you did win immunity, were you gonna take out uh, Jeanette, like you said? Yeah, yeah. But it would have been dumb in the end. Because Amanda clearly would have won. There was no way with that final three. There was no, and even with Tim, for that matter, in the final four, I don't think there was any situation in which I was winning um, because of everything that had gone on, unless. 
because I don't think we were at the time or the age yet where people were sort of appreciative of the games that people were playing. It was more so like, well, he flip flopped and and you know, yes, he got here, but we're going to hold that against him and not and not vote for him. So um, I was obviously super bummed when Tim was like, oh, my house is right there. Maybe I'll just go out. We won't draw rocks, but um, I hope I can say that if that's already there. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, to that point, I think I, I don't think there was any path for me to win. Um, realistically, I, I do think that there is an argument to be made. Like uh, Jeanette and Amanda fit a very similar archetype. They're both athletic. They were both uh, you know very friendly and had good social games. And so like it gets to like draw like splitting hairs to vote between the two of yeah. them. But if you had sat next to either of them, there would have been a clear differential in the game. Um, you know, That's you definitely true. could have made an argument, uh, and Donnie probably would have had the Okwari crew on your side. I think, I think you can give yourself a bit more credit. And you are one of the people who does, you know, people are very uh, closed off in the tribal council uh, area, but if anybody gets closer to, like, actually speaking their mind like you were, I would have loved to see a final uh, perform tribal performance from you, because I think it might have been closer than you think. That's what, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, uh, that's what, like my feeling. Of, no, you're fine. Uh, uh, that that was just like my read as well, Ronnie. I was like, I feel like there is absolutely a chance where I feel like, even though Drew, maybe the perception of Drew is like, oh, he'd be easy to beat at the end. I feel like, like you said, Ronnie, like you could point to, like, yeah, I did try to flip. I did try to like work with everyone. I think that was. A I mean, even Amanda camp. and Jeanette are sitting there at camp. They're calling what you did. They're like, oh, he did do that one good move. Right, voted like, against us, but it was not a good. They were like, it would have been a good move if Hannah had have voted with them and Calista had have voted with them, and right. they had have gotten one or two other people. Like it wasn't a good move, but even the perception there was that you were playing, like you were trying to get out from the bottom. Absolutely. Plus, yeah, you had. Just, I, I mean, just to just to continue uh, offering <laughs> you praise, uh, but like you <laughs> you had just done that jury challenge where you had like known all the things about the people like way more than anyone else you were with and so like i don't know people probably appreciated that as well maybe they were thinking more fondly of you by the end yeah and you know i, I appreciate that because i hadn't really thought about it that way and i do think that i hope that at the time if i was in that position i would have been smart enough to play off uh, the game move i guess and say you know at least i tried something instead of just like you guys, well, you all, I should say, sorry, we're, we're pagonging the other tribe. You know, I, I tried to make it a bit more interesting and I hope that I could have played off of that. Um, I feel but, like uh, Donnie would have given you a great leading question. Uh, even if you weren't like prepared going in, he probably would have like tried to push you there. Uh, Cause he did have your back. Like, you know, he, he, you had the respect for, for at least trying to uh, shake it up a bit. And it would have been really interesting to see what would have happened if if Donnie and, and I and Callista and Hannah could have gotten or well, I, I didn't do any of the of the convincing, but if Donnie had been able to convince somebody else to get us into a majority, um, you know, I think that the end could have been very different for someone like Danny and our group or or Dan for that matter. Um, because, you know, it would have been an interesting, I think what would have happened probably was that they would have gotten rid of us and then the Aquari three would have stayed, which would have been a pretty impressive move altogether. Um, but yeah, I, you know, reflecting on it in that way, I think it is interesting to, uh, to have that as a potential game move and, and hopefully would be able to sell it in that situation, but we'll never know.
You were close. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I am just constantly on the apology tour. I feel like on this, um, you know, I don't think you came out with any injuries or like psychological damage. So I'm, I'm glad about that. Uh, but there is uh, maybe one day a secret scene uh, on the internet. And uh, I hope you don't remember this, but uh, in the final immunity challenge, uh, when we're doing hands on a hard idol, um, we set it up yeah. every, you do remember this. I remember that. Uh, yeah. It's a, actually a great clip. Um, we get everybody up and immediately the stump falls out from under Drew and he basically just face plants onto the ground. And we had to reset it up and reconfigure everything. Um, but I guess you weren't too hurt. <laughs> so, I mean, just... It was rigged from the start. <laughs> sorry, <Because> sorry. <laughs> no, I remember... I remember... Maybe it was Allie measuring our arms to figure out, like, how far the stump had to be from the main tree or whatever. And the calculation was obviously off. I remembered it as more than one of us falling, but I can't remember if that really happened. Maybe it was just me. Uh, but I do remember that immediately falling, and you then even the watching. Ball. I think of maybe Amanda. Yeah. The calculation was definitely, definitely off. Like my boyfriend was like half watching it next to me when I was watching the finale today, and he was just like, "He's leaning like really, really way far, more. like <laughs> way more." I noticed that. I was like, because in just re reviewing the clip really quickly before we we were chatting, I looked. I thought Amanda is super upright. Jeanette's super upright. <laughs> I'm like. I'm, and maybe it's just because I have terrible posture, uh, and I was wearing, you know, overly oversized basketball shoes. But um, it was, yeah, I, I noticed it too, Sam. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. No, I'm just. <laughs> We've been hearing about King. cheating all in so many different kinds of challenges <laughs> tonight. The wink, the Donnie wink, was really clutch. Whatever it was, was clutch. Now I want to go back and scrub through that video, see if I can catch it. <laughs> Release uh, yeah, the Drew edit. I can't remember whether that was the last question or not either that clinched the victory. I can't remember now. I think it is what put you out in front. Any other uh, like challenge memories? Uh, any other? Uh, we did highlights. Any lowlights from the experience? Uh, challenge memories. Um, I, I was listening to the podcast, uh, most recent podcast, and the slingshot. <laughs> plate situation was hilarious the fact that because and and it doesn't necessarily play off when we were laughing so much about at the very beginning but we were so terrible at it um and then i got hit with a piece of one of the plates and i thought that was hilarious uh so that was pretty fun um the the fall apologies apology tour continues <laughs> the fall, what other fall another fall uh, during when i was running with the hammer back there's a really great clip of me like falling right towards oh yeah side. you really kind of eat it yeah literally yeah. what i've been saying since day one that was not safe <laughs> that was fun i i mean the all of them the the fact that the uh bagel challenge was from a christian website kills me uh deceased because of that um what else uh yeah all of the challenges were so fun i mean the other fact that i immediately got off of that stump i was like no i'm out this isn't happening also well, hilarious because you were like the first person who gets off should be voted out and then you were like bye peace peace uh and yeah. then they didn't go for you and they didn't so... go for me yeah um but the low light for me was definitely and i still don't eat olives because of the, the gross food eating challenge i knew i didn't like them 
uh, and that really solidified for me. And and I want to be bougie. I want to like olives. I'd like a dirty martini, I'd love to like that. And I just can't. I can't do it. I mean, I was I, never you an olive scarred fan, him. And I, if you ever get the opportunity to go to Greece, mm. I had olives in Greece with like feta and stuff, and that converted me. I Game also, changer. But just, 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 you might be able see, to fix that. See, my recommendation is forget the olives. Go for a lychee martini. That's where it's at. Okay. True. Or espresso. Mm, there you go. See, um, we don't need olives. We don't need them. Yeah. They're canceled. Uh, but no, the the low light for me, I think, was really around uh, was the the oh shit moment of after the vote for Jeanette. Um, with the Donnie moment, I think that was the point where I was like, oh, how am I going to recover from this? And and I think that, to be honest, was a good thing because I think that's what started my gameplay, uh, which made me think, okay, I got to figure a way out of this. And that was really, there was no need to play before that because we won everything. So mm-hmm. I think that really is what kind of sp- spurred me to, to start playing. And so it was a low light in a sense, but, um, mm-hmm. and then of course the thunderstorm, which was crazy. I had it in my mind that that was the third night, but I, I guess it was the second night. Second night. Um, yeah, I, I just like, I again, coming back to the social game, like, uh, you know, you really sealed your fate with going against the group and then just kind of wiggled your way out of it. Um, and the like four that's be- fr- uh, together from the very first, first vote that voted out Lee is Jeanette, Amanda, Tim, and Dan. Um, and I think like one of the most impressive moments in your gameplay is, you know, Tim elects to eliminate Dan over you, even though you're not like included in it, like you were the target, like Mm -hmm. that was the four and they, you know, that was the first like major betrayal, uh, in that group. So, yeah. And I remember that thinking, wow, I, I made it okay. And then when Tim finally quit, I, I, I remember being so disappointed because I knew, I'm not great at challenges, obviously, unless I use my brain. And so I knew that the last immunity, because especially at that time, that was, you know, the last survivor immunity challenge was the stand covered in mud on a pole or, you know, one of those types of things. And so I knew something like that was coming. And I knew both Jeanette and Amanda, very athletic women. And so they were certainly above and beyond going to be able to perform what, uh, well in the challenge. And so I sort of felt like, uh, you know, that's probably the end for me unless I can win immunity. And I, I, he wasn't able to obviously and i i didn't i guess know what was coming but i sort of suspected that they were especially after the vote the final four vote i sort of knew that they were together and that that was probably the end of it for me but um so that was another kind of low light but uh you know tim just wanted a shower who could blame him <laughs> who can blame him it's tough when His you can pool see is right there yeah your house yeah. right is off in the distance I mean, totally. the pool is visible in the opening sequence behind Amanda in like the first shot. Uh, you can see the pool because that's where we filmed the um, the gamble game where they went and right. caught the caught the boxes. That's anyway. another thing I remember was sorry, and I apologize if this is going way longer than than uh, necessary. Um, We've been waiting eighteen years for this, Drew. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> I remember when we were described that challenge and people. Meg said, you'll find a medallion. And the only thing I had in my head was medallion was like, you know, the medal you get when you like a participation in baseball. And so I opened it and I saw this block of wood. I was like, what, or excuse me, what the (laughs) hell is this? I was like, I guess this is it. And I ran back and I thought for sure that wasn't it. And then it was so. And I remember having to refilm the like running scene back in 
And sorry to ruin the illusion, but Ooh. I was like so excited then with my medallion, my block of wood. We had to do the glory shoots. I mean, we didn't have we didn't have a huge budget, so yeah. there was no metal, just wood. Shout out! I, and and what you guys did on on uh, a really low budget was amazing. I mean, the challenges were were so inventive, and and I had forgotten about a lot of them, especially the ones that we didn't get that didn't get released in the earlier episodes. Uh, it was really neat to to revisit those, like the the letter finding challenge that I clearly made up a letter in. Um, forgot about that completely. I mean, just another highlight. You got nominated to go for the picnic by bringing the wrong letter back. <laughs> Should have been well, a man peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and the Nutrigrain bars. Don't forget those. And Donnie's apple. Yeah. Donnie's apple. <laughs> That was some solid camera work. The the close up shot of the apple was was really key. <laughs> <Yes. God. laughs> um, well, Drew, um, do you have any other final thoughts to give us um, before we we close this chapter? No, I I, uh, I I don't think so. It's been really really great talking to you all. It's been really fun to revisit it, and and certainly uh, exciting to see something that we never necessarily thought we would see. So. That's been great. I mean, kudos to you, um, Ronnie, for for all the hard work you put in, and what's really kind of uh, you know excellent in terms of of quality, considering working on literal physical film uh, and and all of that. I mean, I think it's you know everyone for for an amateur high school production. Um, you know, I've told a lot of people about it over the years, and and now that it's out there and available for people to watch, has been really kind of fun. Uh, because it's 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 great for people to see something that you know wasn't available for so long and they're like what is this thing you're talking about no it was real <laughs> and it was pretty impressive so so kudos um to you all i'm glad that i can put it out so people know that you're not making up shit <laughs> yeah um my final thought is always just like you know i got so much gratitude for everybody who went out there and like you know especially you drew like just being that like you know sensitive time in your life and going out and like just giving it all and you know i've never heard a like peep like you know that it's hard like cringy or whatever like you know i think that you gave a great performance and you know i just really appreciate uh all the time that you put in and yeah i i'm i'm glad that we are closing the chapter but um, I'm excited to watch you on a reality TV show for real one day. <laughs> and I think uh, a reunion of everyone would be really fun too. It, it would be it would be neat even if it was uh, a Zoom call uh, or something to be able to uh, to see everyone again. I think we should try and organize something yeah. like that. It is hard. Like everybody is like so busy. Um, it's wild. Uh, but maybe once things calm down uh, after the the busy summer that we've all had, it would be nice. Definitely. For sure, Drew. Um, is there anything you want to do social media wise, or do you have like a business you want to direct people to, or anything like that that is listening? Uh, not so much. Uh, I try to uh, actively avoid uh, or hide from my patients. No, um, not really. But <laughs> no, nothing exciting. Uh, we do so. I do work at at Hospice Quinney, which is a brand new residential hospice um, in the area in in Belleville. It's been an organization for many years, but we do run primarily on donations, and and we've been very lucky to have a very generous um, community to support our residential hospice. Um, so we have six beds where we care for patients near the end of life, and and 
you know, we're always grateful if, if people are, are willing to open their hearts and wallets towards something like that, um, because it does serve our community. So um, people can, can certainly check out Hospice Quinny. We're always helpful or, or grateful to have um, uh, donations or, or volunteers or those sorts of things, but not really a business, but just what's kind of near and dear to my heart and, and work right now. Great. Now you look like an idea for a game camp uh, fundraiser. Yeah, I was going to say, you make everyone, all of us look like punks for being like, check out my podcast. You're like, please. <laughs> no, us, not, at, not please at all. Please no, take not care at all. of other human beings. <laughs> no, no, not at all. No. Uh, I, I just, I, you know, my life besides that is is not all that exciting. So uh, I think my Instagram is still just like six photos of my dog. Um, so there's <laughs> nothing for people to see. Probably worth following. Good dog content. That's good. <laughs> totally. Awesome. Thank you so much, Drew, for doing this. Um, and again, you are such a, such a fun character. Um, I think you might have been the last person on my draft to make it, maybe. So thank you for that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging in. Well, yeah. Anytime. Uh, thank you all for, for the podcast and for doing this. And uh, yeah, it's been super fun to watch. I'm sad to see it come to an end, but I'll be excited to listen to the last couple episodes. Yeah. Us too. Amanda was talking some mad shit about you earlier. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> More than in the, the finale? No. Oh, um, <laughs> she didn't go in, which I, I thought was hilarious. <laughs> love it. I love it. I can't wait to hear. Okay. Um, but, um, thank you. And thank you all for listening. And stick around for the Jeanette exit interview next. Yep. Bye. Uh, we're here with the Jeanette exit interview. I think I'm still introing. I guess that's yeah. just what's going to happen now. <laughs> we're, we're all kind of like buzz. We just did. Um, this is the third of our exit interviews we've done tonight. But um, uh, saving the Jeanette for last. Wow. <laughs> that was beautiful, wasn't it? Um, our second placer, Jeanette, is here. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Jeanette, I am such a big fan. I have loved you since minute one of the show. I uh, am just so happy for you that you made it so far. Way to go. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I didn't want to, like, I don't know. I didn't want to blow Sam's spot up, but I was like, I like, I for some reason, I, I could just tell you were, like, the exact survivor archetype that Sam just, like, always... <laughs> gravitates to and so I, I was so happy that you got to make it there to the end um and you were just so fun to watch and i think you played in a really amazing game um, oh well, <laughs> well thank you very much <laughs> um ronnie uh, uh, so yeah uh, um Jeanette, like Jeanette was somebody who like i messaged way back at the beginning of trying to figure this out and um just the message goes to spam or whatever um and <laughs> just this weekend i like got a mess or well last week and jeanette and i spoke for the first time in like 18 years on the phone like three days ago so i'm so excited i was going to be such a disappointment to go all this way and not get to speak to you um i it's like i'm thrilled uh to to have you on and you look exactly the same like i <laughs> 18 years may have passed but it looks like you could be walking out of the woods now um it's so good to see you. I guess, like, first thing up, like, what's... You walked out of the woods in 2004. What have you been up to? <laughs> well, you were full of compliments. Thank you. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, you're probably going to be how this uh, conversation goes. Mm -hmm. Compliments all around. 
Well, we walked out of the woods and yeah, I finished uh, school. So I'm uh, an elementary um, teacher. So I teach kindergarten and uh, I love it. That's so much fun. Uh, (laughs) Every day they have little bright smiles. So that's amazing. I love what I do. And uh, then from there, uh, I met my husband and we got married. Um, We built our dream home. So that was an amazing adventure in itself. (laughs) And then um, uh, we have two beautiful children. So that is (laughs) our world right now. So that's the life we're living right now. So And correct correct me if I'm wrong, but it's a two and a half year old and three months. Oh, uh, a five-month-old. Five, five months. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. we're busy. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, everybody's uh, sleeping right now, so that's good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm glad we could fit it into the nap sleep schedule <laughs> to sleep yeah. with you. I know Seriously. it's a late night for, for you all, too, so it's great. Yeah. <laughs> totally It's worth very it. worth it to talk to you. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, Jeanette, have you been watching, like, the um, Otter Creek? Have you been saving it? I know a few people have been, like, wanting to save it. Like, what's your uh, interaction with the show right now? Oh, my goodness. As soon as I heard um, that we could view it, I could not stop watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I had to watch it all. Um and I was a, a little afraid, actually. I was like, this could be really embarrassing going back and watching, you know, yourself 18 years ago. Um, it's filmed. <laughs> but it uh, was it was great. It was so well um, um, organized and planned. And the show was incredible how it all came together. Um, so, yes, I've been I've been watching and I've. I've I've watched right to the end. So <laughs> I just finished it today. <laughs> and so what is your initial reaction? Like you're in every episode, you're a main character. Um, what was it like watching back? Uh, <laughs> it was really great watching it. It all came back. Um, initially, I was I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't remember, you know, a lot of the, um, experience and it was funny I think in one of the last the final episodes I, I said oh I'll never I'll never forget this experience <laughs> and then I had to laugh because I'm like here I am you know uh 18 years later I, there was parts that I I certainly had forgotten and uh it was so fun to watch um again just because um it just brought back the whole the memory having it filmed was was great there was definitely things that I remembered um about what you know it all came it all came back after after viewing viewing the whole um the, the all the all the episodes i guess i should say i mean you also say in the um final uh lead up to the final travel council that you're excited for, to let ev- for everybody else to be able to watch it on video um which i've got to say for me fine like i'd never seen that footage until 2022 when i edited this and i was like oh my god <laughs> like i really <laughs> dropped the ball here um <laughs> but i know that like uh some of your family has also been like asking about it um have you been able to share it what's the reaction been like oh. <laughs> I haven't yet. I'm. I can't wait. I have to uh, watch it with my dad. Uh, I know he was really, really excited to um, to view it to to see. <laughs> He's like, "Where's my daughter going for four days? What is she doing?" <laughs> 
Um, so <laughs> I know he's really excited to see it. So um, I thought that I would wait and uh, take some time to watch it with him. Probably again, like now that I've watched it myself, you know, it, it's, you know, it's not so embarrassing. So uh, <laughs> I'm able to watch it with others, I think. <laughs> you definitely you know what's coming. Big. Yes. Um, you definitely funny. should not be embarrassed, though. I think you played, like I said before, like a really awesome game. Like you and Tim were just like running the show for the whole game, like basically. Um, so were you like a Survivor fan before you did this? Like, did you know how it was going to work or were you going in like completely blind? Uh, yeah, no, I was watching Survivor um, at the time. I was really excited about the show on television. We were watching it as a family. And um, and, and I don't even know how I got started or, you know, how I signed up for this Otter Creek <laughs> um, Survivor adventure. But uh, I did. And it, I don't know um, through just some of the connections. Um, but uh, I'm so glad I did. And uh, um it was great going in watching the show. You had some, uh, I guess, um, some knowledge <laughs> and maybe some strategies and tactics of what you could do uh, throughout the game. But um, no, I was just going in, have a good time, see if I could, you know, um, do some of these challenges and see if I could actually survive four days. And and <laughs> um, you did. And, uh, and I did. <laughs> Um, the, like, one of the big parts of your story is that, like, level of competitive, that competitive nature, but also, you know, I think I, in the podcast previously, have compared a lot of your confessionals to, like, a hockey player after winning a game, you know, like, you just, like, oh, we came out, everybody tried their best, everybody's doing such a good job, like, you truly just give a positive <laughs> vibe the entire time that you're out there um is that like is that accurate was that you that we saw like is that still who you are today i mean i can kind of tell from the huge smiles on your face that it's probably not too far from who you became 18 years later but um do you remember uh that aspect of the show like putting that out there yeah i think you definitely had to be positive the whole time <laughs> you know and um and that's certainly who I am. I think that's just who I am. I came out, you know, in the show. Um, and, uh, you know, I think being positive is the only way to really to, to be, <laughs> especially when you're in the game. Um, there is definitely, I guess, moments where it felt um, you were challenged and you didn't know, you know, what decision to make. And um, I think everyone played a really great game. I think Amanda played a fantastic game. She uh, certainly deserved to win. <laughs> um, she was totally strategic the whole time. I think even her um, final uh, in the, in the, even in the final episode where the, you know, they were, um, the, the jury was able to cast their votes. I feel like she still had certain things that she said to um, uh, get, you know, some last minute votes. <laughs> so she was totally strategic the whole time. And uh, she was really well-spoken, positive. Um, anyway, so uh, I, I, her and I, I think, really connected right then. And uh, our energy, I think... Um, kept us going throughout the game, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's awesome to hear. She, uh, Amanda, we already talked to her uh, before this, and she definitely was talking up that relationship too. She said that was like the big surprise relationship because you two didn't know each other, correct? Before you started? Slightly. Uh, slightly. I think we right. played a few soccer games. Yeah, together. Yeah. yeah so we, but there wasn't a, a really um, long lasting relationship. No. <laughs> Yeah, um, so that, I, I just love seeing you two bond in that way. And then so I think it, it made a lot of sense, even though you both seem to think that you could take Drew pretty easily on at the final tribal. It was, it was so nice to see you both kind of be like, yeah, but I'd rather just go with like her, like my friend that I made out here. And I, I think it was it was a perfect way to cap off the season, in my opinion. That's right. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I think watching back to, I was thinking, should I have kept Amanda? But <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you have? Like now, you know, like maybe you had a better shot against Drew. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, you know, looking back and maybe at the time I was thinking, you know, and I, I think I was expressing my thoughts in the, in the episode too. I think one of the final episodes, you know, do I keep Amanda? Do I not? And uh, bottom line, you know, I, I really wanted her to win, I think. And she was so competitive and she was such a great player that, you know, she totally deserved <laughs> to be there. Um, but yeah, maybe if I did keep Drew, maybe <laughs> I kept him in the game, maybe it would have been, different but um but no I, I think Amanda truly was was uh there to win she did an amazing job so um so I'm I'm, I'm really happy that she and I you know were um in the in the final two together so that's great I think that's one of the like core differences between the two of you like both of you have this really determined nature um and Amanda is more of a like fight the world type person, like that competitiveness. And we see a competitive side of you, but it's usually just relating to yourself. Um, and like one of my favorite like moments in the entire show is when Meg is expl explaining the uh, stump challenge that's going to go all night. And the, the like smile on your face, like knowing that we're going to go into this and, you know, totally foreshadowing your eventual win, um, you know, like, it when it can't come to that final vote, it does just seem like you're giving it to her. Um, but you know, it is it, it is more suitable for her nature to I think even want it. Whereas you know, you had you done what you wanted to do. You were out there. You competed. Uh, you made it to the end. And like, yeah. Do you do you does that resonate with you? Do you think like just getting there was satisfying? It was totally satisfying. Yes, I, I didn't think I was going to go that far. Um, and I love the endurance challenges. They were probably my absolute favorite. <laughs> um, I think it's a, I'm a little stubborn that way. You know, I'm like, I am going to do this. So um, <laughs> I was all all over those. So even in the final um, challenge that we did too, um, I got thinking about that um, afterwards too. And I thought, oh, am I really going to try and outstand Amanda here at the end? <laughs> um, but I remember thinking there too, that I, maybe I should, <laughs> like, what if she gets the, the, <laughs> the, the necklace and, and, uh, and then, you know, her, you know, and Drew end up having that alliance. So anyway, but, uh, no, I was out there to play, play hard. Um, and, uh, those but yeah that endurance um piece was was probably my favorite <laughs> ronnie you were comparing their competitivenesses before and it, it, to me it just feels like or from watching the show and hearing you talk about it like 
you just were you were going after two different things like amanda was like i really want to win and you were like i really want both of us to get to the end and like both of you achieved what you wanted to have happen <laughs> yeah we, we definitely did we definitely both wanted to win we we both thought we played really great games so um so we thought we were deserving to be there and and i think a lot of it too was our, our tribe did so well in the beginning too so i think that was totally going for us um maybe the game totally would have went and played out a, a totally different way if if that wasn't um i guess the the events in the beginning too so mm -hmm. but, do you mean uh, because <laughs> you had more time to bond with her or because uh what do you like for what reason uh if our sorry I, like, like if our, you had lost like how do you feel like it would have changed the oh, game uh, yeah no i think um we just wouldn't have a lot of votes and maybe the alliances would be different and you'd have to make quick decisions um faster <laughs> so uh but yeah so having that time was great and um uh, but i think i think we amanda and i would always have that um strong connection i think anyway um i think we were both you know we had decided right from the go-go okay we're gonna do this together <laughs> and um, uh and i remember watching tim sorry uh watching tim too and seeing i forgot that he had just decided that he was going to leave so um i still feel bad <laughs> i feel like in that moment i should have i should have left <laughs> both you and amanda forgot he did that for you too <laughs> he was like, like when we were talking to her she's like i thought drew went out there and now you're saying you forgot he did it and it's like he fell on his sword for you so he's like twice <laughs> We're gonna have to get Jen back on the podcast. Get his reaction. Unappreciated <laughs> sacrifice. Uh. Poor Tim. Oh my gosh, he is the brightest smile and um, such such an amazing, amazing friend to have. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so poor Tim. <laughs> yeah, he's not forgotten. As especially um, you know, watching the the video <laughs> again. Um, one of the things that is like relates to this, like, you know, positive, like forcibly positive attitude that I think like I kind of edited around it in an early episode. Um, so like, I'm, you know, kind of sad that it didn't make it because it's part of your storyline through the last episodes. But the first time you go to tribal council, um, the Italian, there's still eight there. Uh, and it's the first time we see Tim, Amanda, Dan, uh, and Jeanette vote together. And you vote to eliminate Lee. And uh, one of the, I think that there's a bit more confessional content on this. And I think I probably um, was just editing to be nice because people uh, were talking, uh, basically, you actually give a great vote confessional where you say, Lee, you gotta have a positive attitude and close the vote and put it in the thing. And I just like, I think like I didn't have the full narrative for editing it and I wish I had to put it in there because it really shows like in your gameplay what a like um you know decisive and you know important intentional thing that you were doing uh to maintain that group mentality um because even though you know <laughs> Drew decides that uh, he's trying to flip votes at you all of the time they never get you they never get you you always uh make it through on the relationships that you've made yeah, thankfully. <laughs> I know Drew was really trying. Um, but, <laughs> uh, 
but I guess luckily, uh, luckily that all worked out. <laughs> there was yeah, there was only like two times when you were like, I really, really need to get this person out, and it was Dan and it was Drew, and then when you said that, they were gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, and also, there's I I don't know if it was you who said it or Amanda. Someone in after Tim leaves, I think, says something along the lines of like, "Wow, this is how they they meaning the other tribe must have felt." Um, can you maybe speak to those like final days and like, did you feel that big difference between like here we're all having fun here together, not having to vote anyone out versus? you're just every single round you're having to take someone out like did you feel that really keenly at the end oh for sure yeah that's uh, you know um when you're winning uh and working together as a, uh, as a team you know your your spirits are really high you know you're doing um great things together and you're making accomplishments and achieving you know goals while you're out there and um together as a team is great. And then when you had to start thinking uh, individually or in smaller alliances, and then <laughs> those alliances are getting smaller and smaller, it's, that's tough. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so I, I really feel for the other team. I think um, they were a, a really great team too. It, it just, just the way it worked out, I guess. And uh, I can't imagine <laughs> having to vote them off, you know, or vote some, some of the players off so early. So um so that one must have been really hard for them. <laughs> and yeah, working, you know, uh, I guess with a smaller, uh, the, the smaller alliances was just um, really hard because you just didn't want to see more people go. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, but also, I guess something you mentioned, you're a teacher. Um, so can you imagine like, well, I don't know if you interact with high schoolers since you said you're in elementary, but like, can you imagine like kids you work with, like having to go through this? Do you think that they would be willing to do it? Like, I don't know. What's your thoughts on the fact that you guys are all just like kids out there? <laughs> I hope so. I, hope, uh, I would love for more people to be out there embracing experiences like this. Um, <laughs> I think um, you should embrace every experience you you. Are presented with if you can and you're up for the challenge then go for it <laughs> so hopefully <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> same attitude Jeanette after all these years that could have been cut into an episode of Survivor Otter Creek <laughs> honestly like I it's so funny I feel like everyone we talked to like Danny were like yep Danny's still Danny yep Drew was still Drew like I I, I don't know <laughs> I think even though you're maybe were not fully formed versions of yourself but you can definitely still see that um I don't know that Jeanette that was like making me laugh and smile while I was <laughs> watching but also like being I, I don't know I think you're you're more of a, a strategist than maybe you're letting on I think you were like taking like Sam said you're taking people out you're kind of like the godmother out there <laughs> <laughs> well I don't know about that but <laughs> I think I got but, lucky too yeah <laughs> there was definitely a few challenges I was bound to bend to to win so <laughs> so yeah. maybe a little bit that way <laughs> Um, but will, would you ever do, like, real Survivor, or is it like, you don't think you would <laughs> do that? Uh, <laughs> um, probably not now, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still My watching younger... the show, or uh, do you, or have you fallen off watching the show? Uh, sorry, Sam. What, do you still you watch say? Survivor, or did you ever watch Survivor? What was your relationship oh. like? 
Ah, uh, yeah. No, um, again, my family, they, they're consistently watching Survivor. I think I've fallen off the, um, <laughs> the Survivor, uh, I don't know even what season, how many seasons there are, but um, anyway, it's so no, I am curious. <laughs> too many. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, no, so I, I, I've been so busy that, and we just, yeah. We just don't. Well, you had the survivor experience. You went out, you got to the That's end. Right. I still love the show. If it is on, I would certainly be watching it. Uh, we just don't have a whole lot of extra time right now. So. No, probably not uh, with a toddler. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. But I, I certainly still love the show and the, um, you know, all the challenges and the strategies. Like It's, it's just a, a fun game to watch and how people... Um, play the game is is always unique it's always different so it's <laughs> it's it's thrilling it really is it's you know and same with the this game that we played together is just really um it was a, a very thrilling experience because you didn't know what was coming or what to expect and we just had a taste of it too right it was a, a four-day adventure <laughs> i couldn't imagine being out there any longer <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah four days and everybody's like i really need a shower <laughs> like i want to go home <laughs> Yeah, I'm like that you. after two hours, so I guess. Yes. <laughs> I'm out. Th- I'm like that when it's like a little too warm out, and I'm out for like five <laughs> seconds. I'm like, I can't, I can't do this anymore, please. <laughs> um, but like, so were there like big moments, like sur- more like survival wise for you out there, Jeanette, that you can like remember, like, oh, that was so tough, or even like, oh, that was so fun, like anything like that. Uh, surviving wise. Um... I think it was a great experience to try and build the shelter. That was, I remember that. Um, And I think the first night I was a little worried about sleeping out in the wilderness without a tent. (laughs) I was worried about, you know, bugs and something crawling into my sleeping bag. I think luckily I had my sleeping bag. There was, there was player, you know, there were players that um, didn't have their belongings. So luckily I I had mine. (laughs) So I should be really thankful for that. But uh, yeah, I think I was a little worried about that um, in the beginning, uh, sleeping out, out in the wilderness. I'm a, huge camper like my husband's um, uh, a big camper and we we would just go to crown land camping so we still we still rough it I guess you could say <laughs> um, so <laughs> yeah so I still yeah. I still love that um, uh, part of camping um, I think now with with little ones we you know we'll tend to rent a cottage now and maybe someday have a cottage so have some more luxuries yeah. other than <laughs> just sleeping out in the wilderness with a sleeping bag but um but yeah that's <laughs> that's what i remember anyway <laughs> <My thoughts. laughs> i mean every time somebody mentions you know one of the like kind of mean twists we did i do feel like i need to go on the like ronnie apology tour like uh yeah it, it wasn't too bad but uh we pulled you into sleep we didn't make you sleep in the uh thunderstorm that night and so on but um is there, like, I feel like you get through the game pretty unscathed. Like, you're, there's no injury, um, you know, e- even in some of the tougher challenges, you still manage to get through uh, with everything intact. I think you got the straw. Is, is you that gets the strawberries in the auction? Some great shots there. Um, yes. Is it, but just, is there anything I need to apologize for? Are you okay? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no need to apologize. <laughs> Uh, no, I think that all the challenges, everything was really well planned. Uh, yeah. Um, 
no, you don't have to apologize. We signed up for this. <laughs> well, true. <laughs> yeah, we we kind of knew what we we're getting ourselves into, but um, but when you're actually there, you know, can you withstand it? Can you do it? Uh, is definitely a different um, different thought, <laughs> an afterthought. I mean, well, we definitely found out that you can, um, and you know, I like also the gratitude tour, like thank you for like going out and, and doing that and like showing a part of yourself. Um, you know, like I think that, yes, it's just like a snapshot, but we get to see like such an interesting character develop through the game. Um, and while it's a bit disappointing that basically at the end of the game, you go, don't vote for me, vote for Amanda. <laughs> like, I think it's just like, you know, uh, we get, we get to learn so much about you and yeah, I, I uh, think you uh, come off as like one of the best uh, characters in the game and uh, put through a great performance. So thanks. Oh. <laughs> 100%. We were talking about like, oh, who's the characters that would be on the DVD cover? And I think we all, you were unanimous, like Jeanette's got to be on there no matter what. Like Jeanette, you were like a huge force in the game. And I think, yeah, it would not have been the same without you. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to echo Ronnie's thank you. No, I wasn't there. I was... <laughs> X years old at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no need that... to disclose our age. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you you were a lot of fun to watch, and I hope you're you're proud of uh, your journey you had out there. Oh, thank you so much. No, it was um, it was like I said, a very thrilling adventure. Uh, it was exciting. I would probably try it again, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> another person for your reunion yes. tour Ronnie <laughs> I have been saying on the podcast if I win the millions I'm paying everybody to come back out and running it again let's see how we do for round two yeah no it was it was great it was nice to have that experience and you know um I you know you think back like you know taking it in and you know it just makes you think about yeah embrace these challenges embrace these experiences and and i think that um having that experience i i learned a lot and i had fun like i think i said that all the time throughout the whole um <laughs> you were having, having fun time. the entire time <laughs> clearly yeah. having a good time <laughs> was i i don't know yeah no <laughs> unclear um, <laughs> But, uh, but no, it was, it was so great. It was so nice to be a part of that. Um, and, uh, and it was so much fun again to go back and watch all the episodes, um, just to, to look back and say, Hey, I did that. And yeah, it, it, it was, it was such a fun game, but also learned a lot about, uh, myself and, uh, whether I could, um, actually try and win survivors <laughs> can you speak about that like one of the things we ask is like is you know anything from the game that you like pulled through into uh the rest of you know the next years of your life because we all went on to school and that kind of stuff um and you talk a lot about proving to yourself uh but i always was under the impression that like like i didn't ever think that you needed to prove anything because you were already like the type of person that was taking on those challenges so we just to me we were just throwing another a different challenge at you and you were just taking it on um but you know when you're talking about like what you learned about yourself uh did it just like kind of cement that like yes i am the type of person that like if i put my head to it uh i can get it done 
Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, you just, yeah, staying positive um, and um, embracing challenges and change. Um, you know, change is not always uh, easy. So I think in Survivor that happens a lot. So uh, <laughs> there's lots of changes throughout the game. But um, so, yeah, embrace change, you know, try and do things that I guess excite you and challenge you and, and go for it and try your best. Yeah. I love that. That's a great message. And like, I don't know, I guess leads me to um i don't know like you said you have two little kids um do you are you going to show them this i assume they're you haven't tried to since they're you said young, pretty young still, right right <laughs> so would you ever want to show them like hey mom was on survivor did you know <laughs> i don't know maybe someday you know yeah. they'll, they'll maybe they'll come across it and they'll be like uh mom you know you're, <laughs> this is you this is you yeah. <laughs> Well, I, yeah, I hope so. I, I think they'd love it as much as we did. We loved it, I think. I think uh, I speak for both of us. Right, Sam? I loved it. I mean, in, like I said at the beginning, you were my immediate fave character <laughs> on the entire show. I was so happy to root for you the entire time. Um, you did a great job, and I, I loved it all summer long. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Well, do we have any, I don't know, Ronnie, do you have any final You've thoughts? You've got your last question. Oh, Come no, on, yeah, man. I have to get my final. <laughs> okay, so Jeanette, I've been asking everyone, what's your zodiac sign? My zodiac sign? Yeah. Uh, like my birth, like, uh, yeah, what's your, Aries? yeah, I'm an Aries. Oh my God, so many, Drew is an Aries too. Like what's going on with all this, oh. the fire sign of it all. Like, now I understand, it's all, it's all coming together. <laughs> Anything's possible. Yes, <laughs> I don't know. It could be trying anything. to make some connections. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you, Jeanette, so much for joining us. Um, I, I know it's late, and you, you've got little ones. Um, I only got one mouth to feed, so I I, I don't know what that's. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Uh, no, well, it was really, um, really exciting, exciting to talk uh, tonight about <laughs> the the experience, and glad I had the opportunity to do so and to share that. And um, thank you so much uh, for uh, everybody's hard work and making this possible. And and actually, to watch the <laughs> the episodes was just a ton of fun so it was binge watching you know it just couldn't stop so um <laughs> i i didn't think i would ever be able to get to to view it and and it happened and i was really excited about that and uh so i'm excited to share it and it was um it was great yeah. i mean and well like last thing i have to say again is just like thank you like you uh really put uh, your heart into the game. I think it comes out in the edit and, you know, yeah, 18 years ago, like we, maybe we were just like silly kids in the woods, but like you did a great job and, uh, it turned into this, you know, cool project. So, uh, thank you for, for your contribution. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> My um, pleasure. Before we, Jeanette, I'm, do you have any like social media you want people to follow you on or any <laughs> business you want to plug or anything like that? Oh, goodness, no. <laughs> Jeanette was I one know. of the hard ones to find. Not I know. <laughs> Here, just wanted to make sure. Just wanted to ask since I ask everybody. Yeah. yeah. No, thanks for considering that. But no, I, I, I'm... I'm, I, I don't follow, I, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't do a lot of technology. 
<laughs> well, that's no. what I want to like. I feel like the, I, I don't know. It's like varied, but I feel like the final three we've all talked to today, you've all had that in common. You're all like, I please don't follow me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this was no. my one and done. I, yeah, which, yeah, I'm like, oh my goodness, it's on YouTube. Like that was my yeah. first. <laughs> uh you know i i was a little worried like i said i was i mm-hmm. how am i on youtube <laughs> <laughs> but yeah thank well, you you're so a much. hero of the show so mm-hmm. 100 no worries there <laughs> um but uh yeah any other sam ronnie is that do us for for the jeanette exit interview the tell all yeah i i loved every second of it um i i i never have any thoughts i have no final thoughts <laughs> i know we're bad about that but um yeah just thank you so much jeanette and um yeah thank you ronnie for providing such amazing content and clearly killing the casting game i mean yeah like i can't like jeanette said i don't even remember how we got connected for the show because we went to different schools and didn't run in the same groups but somehow uh we got we got connected to get on there so i'm so glad that we did same same. <laughs> yes. Well, so, thank you. So that, yes. I guess that wraps us up. Um, I guess like this is our last. Like we've talked to everybody now, Jeanette. You're you're it. Like yeah. you are the like icing on the cake. Like thank <laughs> you so much for like staying up. I'm sure you're exhausted. Um, really appreciate. It's it. all been leading to this. Yeah. It's all been leading to this. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad we could make it happen. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you but, are uh, all uh, very, um, you know, uh, high spirits, even this late at night. <laughs> it's your influence, the, the Jeanette positivity. It's infectious. Your power, your power. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that does us for the Jeanette interview. And let's stick around for our interview with the winner next. Yeah. And it'll just be a little blip. And then you'll be listening to Amanda <laughs> talk. But um, I don't know. It's it's hard to beat the Jeanette of it all, you know, <laughs> star. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll see you all for that Amanda exit interview. Bye. Bye. That was great. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much, Jeanette. Welcome back to what uh, should potentially be our last exit interview of Survivor <laughs> Otter Creek, because uh, you know we are joined by none other. Then the winner, the crowned winner of Survivor Otter Creek, the first and only question mark winner of Survivor Otter Creek, uh, <laughs> Amanda Redden is here. Hi, guys. Hi, thanks for joining us. Yes. Oh, my God, Amanda, it's so good to see you. I like... Uh, say this to everybody i've been watching these everybody on the small screen for so long uh, i i guess like as by way of background uh amanda was probably one of the people i knew best back then um and we continued to go camping for many years after university uh kids have kind of thrown that into a loop and obviously <laughs> the pandemic situation but um yeah it's uh it's so good to like we haven't chatted in a couple of years since like pre-COVID, and it's like so good to see you. And I'm so sorry that it took so long for me to be able to tell how everybody how amazing you did out there because like obviously you know uh, such a dominant game. Oh, thank you. It's uh, like such a wave of nostalgia watching the episodes back now. It was so much fun. Yeah, I I loved thinking about it. Um, 
I think it was Jeanette in the last episode is talking about how she's so excited to watch the video back and stuff. And like, obviously she said that thinking she would do that like in the next year or two, but now thinking about it like <laughs> 20 years in the, in like the actual context of what's going on. It's just very, it, it, it did make me emotional to think about it that way. Opening a time capsule. Mm -hmm. It yeah. truly is like, what is it? What has it been like for you? Like looking, looking back, like you are one of the like 20 people in the world who knew who won and it was you, um, <laughs> you know, like, did you, I don't know, what was your reaction watching, watching it back? Have you seen it all? Uh, yeah, except for, I think there's like one episode that I haven't seen yet that was kind of in between and it was funny because, um, like I forgot things that happened, like really important things, like the that final four vote. I thought it was someone completely different that went home. Who did you know. think went home? I thought Drew went home. I thought it was me, <laughs> Jeanette, and Tim sitting at the end. And it's like my in in these eighteen years, my mind invented this like <laughs> alternative reality. I guess based on like what I thought should have happened. <laughs> And you just couldn't keep track of all your victims, you know? It's like they're they all blend together after a certain point. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, no, it's been really, really fun watching it back. And uh gosh, like so after after I finished Survivor, like many years later, I applied with my sister to be on the Amazing Race Canada. Oh. Unfortunately, obviously, we never got chosen. <laughs> um, yes. But <laughs> and it's funny you say that because I was like to my husband I was like so can I disappear for 30 days to do Survivor like for real <laughs> oh my god you totally should honestly yeah I think that's something we've I feel like said to everyone but I feel like especially you were a lot of fun I like I want to see all of you play Survivor like for real <laughs> like I think it would be so fun um and clearly you proved that you are a powerhouse i I've been keeping track of like the voting records and stuff for the season. And you literally were, if Tim had voted for you to win, you literally would have played like the most perfect possible game like ever, like literally <laughs> no votes against you. You voted correctly every single time you would have had every single jury vote. And like that, no one has ever done that. Like, <laughs> so if you ever see Tim, just like give him shit for it, please. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Tim. <laughs> Um, yeah, so like, just to talk about the finale specifically, like when Jeanette sent Drew home at that point where you're like, I got this in the bag. Like, do you, do you remember how you felt back then? No, I think that I was really unsure still, especially about, so Calista and I came into the friend as best friends. Obviously I talked mm -hmm. about that show and I I really was still unsure at that point in time how she was going to take it, if she was going to be like really bitter and angry or if she was going to be happy for me. I didn't know which way it was going to go. And I thought that Hannah and Donnie were going to vote with her whichever way she went. So I thought there was a good chance that I had three votes against me right there. Gotcha. Well, I felt like when she asked you those questions at the final travel council, you did a really, really good job of explaining exactly why you did what you did. Yeah, I got to say, like, I, I think you played, obviously, like, a really good um, social game, uh, like, being in that sort of, like, top tier of the Atonians, but also a physical game, winning so many immunities. Um, but I think, to me, the best part of your game was that final tribal. You, like, nailed every question perfectly, and, like, I don't, I don't know how 
contentious it was between you and Jeanette, that might be a question for the room at large, um, if they even remember. But um, I think you kind of like ran away with it at the end. If there was, if she even had a chance, you just took it away from her. <laughs> I mean, no offense to Jeanette. Jeanette was amazing. I think she was a lot of fun, but clearly, you know, the real queen yeah. was crowned that day. Definitely. I mean, Jeanette really was focused in on like the two of you doing a really good job together, but you were like, I'm the winner. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but that's so. Well, I mean, um, in your interviews leading up to it, you know, your kind of survivor journey, you know, I knew you would go in back then and be like a really physical competitor because that you know is just who you are and you definitely did that the entire time uh, but i thought it was really interesting to hear you um talk about the like kind of strategic journey that you went on which was you thought that you were going to be a bit more cutthroat than you end up being you and i think it, it speaks to like a strength in your game um you were on the lovey-dovey Atunian try where everybody was hanging out and so like that's the vibe um that you fit into like watching back now do you like do you see that part of you still in that like do you think that you are like still more the uh strong competitor or like did you do, do you like carry a little bit of the you know actually i'll i'll be patient i will listen to people <laughs> <laughs> It's funny, I feel like it's kind of gone in a wave. Like watching that back, I was kind of surprised. Like I didn't really, like you said, I didn't really think that that's, that's where I was going to be. And I feel like for a while I migrated into this like uber competitive kind of um, area after that. And then now in the last, well, maybe pandemic era, I've kind of seen like another flop back and like the competitive edge is definitely still there, but I don't know, values are like a little bit different and, you know, the depth of relationships is more important. And I just have a new appreciation again for those things, I guess, that maybe I like lost for a while. What all have you I mean, that's really to... interesting because oh, it's been so long since this has happened. Sorry. It's just like, of course, like, you know, these things come and go yeah. in, in time and before we go on like do you want to just like for the listeners like give us the update on what you've been That's up to since ask. you watched yeah there you go watch uh, since you walked out of the woods 18 years ago <laughs> i know you went to school <laughs> i went to school i studied engineering um then i went to a teacher's college after that because i still didn't really know what i wanted to do with myself uh then i started working in engineering because i decided supply teaching would be horrible <laughs> that's how you had to start your teaching career at that time um luckily i i picked right i love engineering i'm still doing engineering design now um i work on like subdivisions and roads and it's been really great um in my personal life i married and have two little boys who are four and six so my youngest is about to start school this year He's very excited. <laughs> I know, right? It's crazy. Wild. <laughs> yeah. Listen, okay. I'm still really good friends. I'm going to be in her wedding this year. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, models to Calista. Wow, that's that's so awesome. I think we we've established there's definitely enough players now for Survivor Outer Creek next generation for sure, right? <laughs> I think everyone we've talked to. There are a lot of kids. There are a lot of yes. kids. <laughs> <laughs> or at least a really good blood versus water season. Yeah. Ooh. 
I mean, Amanda, I think that the a Callisto Amanda blood versus water would be good. I like I rivals. Um, yeah. I mean, I've been saying on the um, podcast, like I tried to edit out a lot of the like pre-game relationships earlier on because you know I wanted to make it seem like we had um, uh, you know a pure game. Um, and actually, that episode where you vote out Callista is where I stopped. I feel like I got stuck back then um, and didn't really know what to do. But I'm definitely glad that I came back to it, like you know, with a more like modern lens or whatever, because. I think, you know, for me, looking back at Otter Creek as a whole, like, it's a story of, like, two relationships. It's your relationship with Callista and your relationship with Jeanette. And, uh, you know, I think it really shows your, like, your versatility. You made those calls and you managed to maintain all of those relationships despite actually, like, Honestly, honest to God, like seeing you cry at the vote urn, like I'm on the other end of the camera and I have never seen that side of Amanda before in my life. <laughs> and, and just like, I was like, what am I doing to these people? Like, do you, do you remember what that was like? Do you have a memory of doing that? Yeah. And Calista like messaged me not long ago saying that she had just watched our episode and how she was like bawling alongside me. And then I was like, oh, I don't want to watch this again. <laughs> <laughs> and then watching that final council too when she asked me that question and I had to like collect myself so I didn't just ball in front of everybody yeah yeah that was really beautiful I think um Ronnie just I don't know this is I guess a more general sort of compliment for the show and the editing I do I really like that those relationships started to come to the forefront because I think Sam would agree with me that like the what makes this whole project work so well is that, like it's a bunch of kids in the Canadian wilderness who like all went to high school or around near each other and like yeah that's gonna factor into it so I think um Amanda you just like did a great job of navigating that sort of social aspect of the game of like we're all just a bunch of kids and <laughs> someone is torturing us behind the camera and <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I I agree with with what Derek said like I I mean if you were to edit out the like pregame relationships like we don't know anything about Callista and Amanda and then like I don't know what we would have seen of them at like final travel council because like that's what all the that's what the big thing was about like we we were friends and then we didn't work together in the game yeah that's perfect yeah. um but you know my big question for you Amanda is you know what did you do with those two hundred dollars yes <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea <laughs> 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 what like, could... I don't I like the end of the season is like such a blur to me I think everybody was so exhausted you can kind of tell in that like final like travel council like we're all we've been spent we've been up late every night we are just kids like we've broken every labor law that exists uh you know <laughs> <laughs> we were so tired and like I did I have the money to give to you then um like one of my i'm so glad we're having this conversation because one of my like regrets from the entire season was we just ended it and went home and like nobody ever sat you down and said what was that like for you are you okay like, <laughs> <laughs> so i guess maybe now i'll do that i'll do that now what was that like for you and are you okay <laughs> i was like I was sick for the entire thing. I don't know if you could tell that on camera the whole time, but watching myself back, I'm like, oh my God. Like, you know, they, we talked about it the first day or whatever that I woke up sick and wasn't feeling well. I think Drew was like ragging on me in his interview yeah. the one day. 
Um, but yeah, the whole weekend I was sick. And also now in COVID times, I look back and I'm just like, we all shared the same rice bowl, the same <laughs> water bowl. When we were watching the slingshot one, Derek sent in the chat like Amanda's coughing onto the slingshot. Like, like to increase the damage or something. I was like, oh my, what a different time. I feel like if anyone coughs in anyone's presence anymore, we're all like, oh shit. <laughs> so I just thought that was like, God, really? What a what a different era for humanity. <laughs> I know, I know. Amanda, other than winning, what was your favorite part of the experience? If winning was even the favorite part. Uh, I just really love it all. Like my competitive spirit is like the challenges. That's my jam. I love it. Like you saw how fired up I got at a couple of challenges. The ropes course with Hannah. (laughs) (laughs) So by far the challenges were my favorite part, but I feel like I enjoyed the whole experience a lot more than I thought that I would. Like just being immersed, completely immersed in the game. Like everything's taken away, right? Like we didn't have that much technology back in that day anyways, but even still, like you heard Trisha talk about not having her cell phone. It just, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was just so different. It felt so real. Absolutely. And I, I mean, you kind of brought this up and I, 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 we should have been doing, I don't know, or at least I should have been doing a better job of people of asking people this, but like, how did Ronnie approach you? Or do you remember like what being brought on the show was like? Uh, I, I feel like we talked about that maybe once. And I feel and like, like now, general. yeah, but like, do you remember, like, was there a casting? Like, what did you, how did you get involved in this basically? Oh my gosh. I, I don't know. I feel like I could be totally wrong again, inventing my own memories, but I feel like one day Ronnie was just like, Hey, I'm going to do this project and uh, I'm going to do this survivor game. Do you want to, do you want to take part? And I was like, heck yeah, I do. Honestly, like, I think that it was our senior year of high school. Like we were in like a friend group that like spanned high schools and um, I we'd done the Survivor a, sum, a summer before, so I'd run it once through, and I just like I'm sure for me I like while we were planning it before we even told anybody we were doing it, I was like Amanda is gonna do this because I just like knew that the competitive hook would grab her and that you would be such a great character. Um, you know, I, like we have to acknowledge that like yes, you're a competitive person, but the um, immunity dominance that you showed in the game like uh you only lost one of the pre-merge uh uh challenges which you know is you and everybody else but then post-merge you are either gifted immunity or you win immunity uh, more often than not derek how many times could amanda actually be voted for out of 14 cycles four, four. <laughs> yeah they think there were four different times you were vulnerable but like honestly like I don't know. I don't think you needed them. Like, it didn't seem like you were ever in danger to me, at least in my perspective. And who knows if, like, I don't know, if there weren't so many immunity necklaces, maybe your name would have been brought up, but I don't know. You seemed, like, so, like, uh, insulated by that little four. I don't think, I don't know. I don't think you needed the immunities, but you won them anyway because you're a winner. (laughs) I did hear someone um, in one of the later episodes bring up my name. I think, I can't remember, I think it was Dan. And I was just like, (laughs) oh, (laughs) <laughs> like I didn't expect that, and I didn't remember. I, I do, th- I do think the Dan episode is that the one um, where Tim and Drew go on the picnic. It's the one after Dan or the Dan episode. I can't remember, but they talk about um, the guys. They talk about together. eliminating you. Yeah, uh, if you don't win immunity, which honestly was 
the correct choice at that time. You had no votes against <laughs> well, you. Well, clearly. You winning all sorts of immunities. Um, and then you do win immunity that round. So we never even find out if that would have come to fruition. And then they forgot about me. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to, I mean, that's, uh, Ronnie, I want to commend you on the winner edit of it all. I know you asked about that ages ago, and I was totally convinced <laughs> it was Callista at some point, I think. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, that was a really good sort of like classic, like, oh, the winner she's in danger, this could be it. Um, but then, you know, and then we ha we're rooting for Amanda to win immunity because she's going home if she doesn't get it. Like, I I think, I don't know, like Amanda, how do you feel about your winners at it? Were you like thinking about that as you watched or are you just like too engrossed in like memories to even think about it? What do you mean my winners at it? Like <laughs> um, on Survivor, there's like a lot of talk of like, how do they like edit a winner? Um, do you feel like you were edited well as a winner or are you like, do you have gripes you want to bring up with Ronnie right now? Like, <laughs> you, should have, you should have made me look better here because I was the winner. I don't know. Like, <laughs> did you think about your edit at all, basically? Uh, so I I noticed how many times in the interviews I said, I don't know what's going to happen. I just don't know. <laughs> okay. I got to say from, like, my perspective, you know, Amanda was, like, in the main group over at Atunian, and obviously I only ever know what's going on just through Brendan and Micah, um, because I'm never actually there. Um, so I gotta say, like, I was surprised to come back and see video confessional after video confessional where Amanda's <laughs> going, I don't know what's going on. Like, I, that wasn't my perspective. Like, do you, do you think that was accurate? Or did, there was yeah. one where we clearly woke you up like right after doing the stump <laughs> challenge, and you're like, I don't know. Nobody's even talked yet. Like, it's... <laughs> so you yeah. you definitely felt like you had more of a, a handle on the game than came through in the edit. I do, and I think that's like um, I don't know part of my like defense mechanism or like uh, superstition. You know what I mean? Like, oh, if I say it out loud, I'm gonna jinx it. So I'm like, well, just say a little bit, expect the worst, hopefully the best will happen, which unfortunately is probably not the best thing for the show, but... <laughs> I mean, it was fine because I could just put you at the end of every uh, clip going into Tribal Council. Who knows what's going to happen? I feel like a lot of people were doing that, saying like, I don't know what's going to go on or whatever, and I feel like it was a mix of things, like you maybe not being like, or I don't know, like whatever you just said but then i feel like a lot of people are like worried about being mean to each other and so i feel like they don't want to be like we're definitely taking out this person because like that can be like aggressive or whatever so i'm sure there were a lot of people just being like i don't know and then like just and then still have be like voting correctly <laughs> it's like they clearly knew what was gonna happen but it's just like that's the game yeah, yeah definitely I I agree. I think KG is the word I would use for like how KG. all of you were acting. But I don't think, like Sam was saying, I feel like if I was in high school, and I was playing with people I knew, like I would be terrified. I would like not be concentrating on making good TV. I'd be concentrating on like, I don't want people to bully me like when we get home. <laughs> like, so I think that's, I think all of you were kind of on the same page there of like, you probably did know exactly who was going home each time. You just like, we're scared to say it, um, which again makes the show all the more compelling to me. Like, I don't know, I loved it. <laughs> we saw we through. Definitely. We saw through the bashfulness. We knew you were in control. <laughs> <laughs> do you think now that if we ran it all again, do you think there'd be more shit talking? 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> Good. That's what we like to hear. Get out of some shit talking now. What were you thinking? <laughs> I think you'd catch a lot more of those like private conversations that went on too, right? Like that didn't all make it onto camera, but we know that there were obviously must have been more happening. I feel like I feel like there was one tribal council though that we didn't know right until the very end when we were walking in because I remember talking to Jeanette. And I was like, if I touch this letter on my totem pole, we're going to vote for this person. If I touch this letter, we're going to do this person. Like, it was like that last minute walking in. Oh, wow. my God. I, like, I nobody ever said it to the camera, so like, it never gets know, it. Like, I mean, there definitely was a lot of sensitivity, um, and you kind of highlighted it, I think, in the final interview where you're talking to Donnie and you're like, we saw you with Drew, we saw you with Danielle, um, or you're describing his gameplay. Uh, like, given the resources we had in the time crunch, like it was four days, there was typically only ever one camera person there, and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you got the most shit for taking Callista off. <laughs> to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation like it's mm -hmm. impossible to have those and so like yeah there is kind of like a dearth of those little private confirmation conversations uh that happen um but you know that's just what we had yeah absolutely it leaves more mystery to the show <laughs> <laughs> like Amanda, at the end oh. we're all asking like how and like how and how and when me and Jeanette became so close right like even the people that were there with us didn't really know how it had happened yeah i feel like i but like oh, i didn't <laughs> like we i put you on a tribe together thinking that you didn't know each other because you went to different high schools i had no like i met you through entirely different places uh like I, that was a surprise to me definitely but you go through such a, a big experience like that and like you're really only seeing this one a couple people for like four days and you're like working so closely together and you spend all day together for like, it's like your, it's like your camp friends, like your overnight camp friends. That's true. Like childhood sleepaway camp. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, were you going to uh, speak to your relationship with Jeanette? Like, what was it? What was it like? I was just going to say that most of it was like, even though I, I had mentioned and we both mentioned that we kind of knew of each other before it was mostly built like on, on survivor. We didn't have, like she said, we knew of each other, but we, we didn't have a friendship coming in. So it just, I don't know, it was one of those really bizarre things. Like sometimes you meet people in your life and you just click. And she was one of those people for me and we just clicked. I mean, I really love the, that relationship you two had at the end. And also, I, I guess this is, again, a more general thing, but I, I, I really love seeing... Uh, a lot of the friendships, but especially like between the young women in the cast, I feel like Ronnie, that was something you were scared about of like, oh, is it going to be like early 2000s? Like, are the guys going to be saying shit they shouldn't be saying? Like, and yes, that did happen a few times, but I feel like in general, I think um, the fact that it was two young like women there at the end to me was like, I don't know, it felt like the perfect encapsulation of how the season felt, which was like, there was a lot of camaraderie between like all of you girls, I think, and um, I just really liked watching that. It was really, I don't know, a feel-good kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, definitely being there at the end with Jeanette was amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, yeah, just good stuff. I think uh, 
Um, Ronnie, we had talked about you ref- using a lot of music from a season of Survivor that had a f- final 202 women. So um, I caught on to you pretty quickly, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I knew what you were doing. I mean, the biggest clue, um, I, when Alex, I showed, uh, so my partner, Al- Amanda Alley, spoiled Survivor for my partner. Um, so he didn't get to watch. He knew that you won the entire time. Uh, but when I showed him for the first time and you pop up first in the opening sequence, he was like, you put her first. Like, <laughs> that's so <laughs> ridiculous. Um, and, uh, you know, you there's a confessional in the first episode where you say that you and Jeanette are getting pretty close on like day one, hour three, like you called it all the way back at the very beginning. <laughs> oh, I love so I guess that. You, <laughs> you were feeling the, the click like pretty early on. That's crazy. That's so like cool. really, hour three. <laughs> yeah, well, it was probably more like hour five. That I think the gamble took a lot <laughs> longer than we thought it was going to, given that we did the gross food challenge in the dark. But <laughs> um, so okay, watching back through, like any like highlights, lowlights that you like only saw when it like you maybe forgot about and saw it in the the thing or in the in the viewing. Um. I think one of the highlights actually was like the tribal final or the final tribal council when I watched back the question period. I feel like so when um, oh, I don't remember, it might have been Danielle asked me like if you could pick two people to be sitting here instead of you and Jeanette, who would you choose? Serve that to you on a, on a like golden platter, like and nail the response, frankly. <laughs> I, I, I feel the same way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here watching it back and I did not think I was going to see those two people. And at first I was like, what was I thinking? And then as I listened to my response, I was like, oh my God, that was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely fed the boys egos. <laughs> well, because yeah. Donnie hated me. He hated me. We hated each other for a lot of that season. <laughs> and then that final tribal council, I'm like, oh yeah, Donnie, you should have been sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> I totally like it right to him. Lock that one in. <laughs> I know. But yeah, I, so that was the highlight watching back. Amanda, were you a fan of Survivor at the time? And do you still watch it now? Yes and yes. <laughs> I don't nice. I've ever missed a season. <laughs> I mean, I am so proud to say the first Canadian winner of Survivor is Amanda. We've had two amazing Canadian women win back-to-back in the actual show. But, you know, we saw Amanda do it in 2004, so. That's right. Well, you see it now in 2022, but. Yes. Yes. Um, Oh, my gosh. I had another question about. Oh, um, if you had won that last immunity challenge um Mm -hmm. you know you're definitely in the like camaraderie with Jeanette but I think as a viewer you know that what you want to do is bring Drew to the final because that's more of a lock um yeah you waffled about it a little bit but you seemed like you would have linked Jeanette do you think looking back now that's what you would have done yeah I do I think that like you saw her waffle about it a little bit and we both knew that we would have a better chance against Drew, but neither one of us could make ourselves make that choice. <laughs> we just both felt so much like each other deserved to be there. And we just didn't have, 
as much respect for the way that Drew played the game, not to mention our camaraderie. So, yeah, we just couldn't we couldn't make that choice at the end of the day. And and I had, is that like, so? Is that surprising to you? Because I feel like that's surprising to like 2004, Ronnie. Like I would have thought you would have made the cutthroat choice. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I mean, Amanda knew she had it locked either way, so it was kind of <laughs> like a, a coin flip anyway. So whatever. <laughs> I had a moment after Drew fell off, or yeah, fell off at that final challenge, and I, like I think Jeanette and I kind of had we did you heard some whispers and i don't remember exactly what was said but i think it was basically like oh well now we're good like one of us can drop but neither one of us would you know what i mean because mm -hmm. that doubt was still there i'm like well is she gonna take me though <laughs> well, we will get the subtitles up there but what you is said is jeanette is like let's get off at the same time <laughs> and uh? you're like we can't do that why because <laughs> nobody would win he's all about the both of you winning together i yeah. love that yeah Very... i probably should have my 200 dollars with her <laughs> that's so funny like what did Jeanette, did they did she think oh they'll just give us both immunity <laughs> that's so adorable i love that um good stuff you i don't know you guys like set the tone for the rest of the decade like hunger games clearly stole from jeanette in that moment you know the like we're going down together so true <laughs> um but yeah since you still watch survivor amanda like I, I don't know is there been a time when you like were really itching to go back on are you at a point now where you're like after watching this you want to go back on or i don't know what's your sort of like journey of your relationship with the show in that sense yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I applied to be on The Amazing Race Canada with my sister and didn't make the cut. But now that the boys are getting older, maybe, maybe I'll give this another shot. Canadians, are accepting yeah, Canadians, Canadians can compete now, so. I would love to. Do you think if you were to play again, like, uh, you know, you said you moved in back into a more competitive era and now you're back into a more patient era like what would your gameplay be like now oh it's so different now like how many seasons of survivor had there been when we did otter creek three I four eight. i think eight. Eight. nine right maybe no, seven eight eight, eight. yeah eight. i think i think the all-star season had just happened yeah yeah okay i like relatively though it was still like so fresh right and i feel like people were still in that era of you know like oh honesty is really important and don't be this like lying cheater and now now no it's like the complete opposite end of the spectrum like, you have to make a move you have to have a resume like i feel like it would be totally the other way cutthroat but you ha had the resume in otter creek you had the outwit you voted correctly you had the outplay you won so many immunities like well, it was all there <laughs> i mean amanda you did made the most cutthroat move of the entire season you got rid of your really good friend from outside the game like that's, that's cutthroat. you were like sorry like it, it, strategically it doesn't work for me to be your best friend right now so bye like that's cutthroat like you're prepared you're ready to go on the game you're so right <laughs> changed <laughs> Well, I'm glad to hear that the relationship is still as strong as ever. Definitely. <laughs> we survived. Yeah. <laughs> I once played in an 
um game of like I played we played in a fake Big Brother game and I did not vote for my best friend to win. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you know we're still friends, but <laughs> it, it it just wasn't the right call for me at the time. Yeah, I mean my boyfriend is consistently says if we're ever on a season of Survivor together, he's like gunning for me instantly. So I, I don't know. I think this, <laughs> the game just changes you in that way. I think, I, and there's no shame in that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I mean, uh, Amanda's also got a very competitive spouse. Uh, so I think, you know, <laughs> maybe I think that you and your sister would be good for Amazing Race, but the two of you would be a powerhouse, uh, a powerhouse pair. <laughs> is is yeah. that competitiveness in, in your life still together? Like with the kids? Like, are you still like, do you make the game out of stuff or has it chilled in the, you know, as we aged 18 years? <laughs> Um, well, it's definitely chilled, but it's also definitely still there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It's hard. We're both, my husband and I are both engineers. So we also have like really similar work life and yeah, I don't know. It just all feeds into this like competitive, competitive nature. Um, so board game night with the kids is really interesting. <laughs> are the kids as competitive as y'all? <laughs> Oh, Teddy hates to lose so much. <laughs> he really needs to get used to it, though, because Dad does not let him win. <laughs> Have you, were you while you were watching? Did your kids know this was going on, um, or like, did you talk to them about it? Like, hey, mommy won a game of Survivor once, or have you not shown them that yet at all? No, it's funny. I was just thinking about that tonight, actually. Like, oh, I can't wait until they're old enough to actually show them this. They don't watch, like, shows with real people in it yet. <laughs> it's just a couple years, I, though. Yeah, I think that it will be really cool. I think so. I think you should absolutely be proud of the game you played, and I'm sure they will be, too. Um, but um, I don't know. The only other question I really have is one I've had to, I've been asking everyone, which is, um, what's your star sign, Amanda? Mm -hmm. I don't know what a star sign is. Uh, like astrology. Like, like yeah, what's your zodiac? Oh, like a Virgo? Are you? Yeah. Yeah, like, you, wait, so wait, your what's your birthday, just to... Derek's a Virgo. Oh, okay, so yeah. Hello, I'm a Virgo too. This has all been worth it. I, I'm <laughs> so glad. It's, all of this was just a big ploy to make sure you all remember who's in charge. And it's us. Really. <laughs> okay, so now, Derek, you need to translate for the rest of us who don't know what, like, Zodiac stuff is. Like, what does Virgo um, mean? Virgos are just, like, really good at winning and being the best at everything. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what else you want from me. Like, that's just a fact. I don't know. I just think... Most people would agree Virgos were pretty good at uh, reading a room, just <laughs> saying, um, I don't know. I feel like we got all it takes. Like, think of par Parvati is, I think, like the beacon of Virgo on Survivor. Like, she is who we look to in our times of need. There we go. We have one more icon to put on the list. Exactly. <laughs> um, Amanda, am I like like summary question is like looking back at all of this you know um from doing that what like when you moved into the next chapter of your life because you say it in, a, in the end like sequence like so many people are graduating we're moving on to the rest of, like was that like experience that summer did you carry anything into 
like those next years like were you more patient at university um you know like or was it just like bragging rights like mm -hmm. i did this i am the best <laughs> no i think that i definitely learned patience like that was my first experience really like living with other people in any sort of respect and then obviously you go off to university and you do that all the way through you live with random strangers so i think that that was definitely really helpful because everybody has challenging roommates <laughs> <laughs> true <laughs> <laughs> no so that was really good i don't know other than that i i i'm sure there are other lessons that i carried forward that are just not coming to mind right now but I mean, fair enough. It was a well, clearly years you didn't have really. to learn anything. You did it all perfectly the first time. Oh my goodness! <laughs> did you think you would ever see this, or did no. you think it was gone? Yeah, never. <laughs> Although, like, don't I have some episodes on DVD somewhere? Uh, we did. Um, I probably had the first ones that I edited online that you might have been able to download at one point. Like, but this was like, oh, Survivor Weekend, you probably have on DVD. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't exist. We don't talk about that one. There. Okay. We can watch it. All right. Oh good to know, good to know. I was I, the thing I, I'll say it again. The thing I learned by shooting Survivor Weekend is I'm much more of a behind the scenes uh, person. And the only presence I have in the entire show is when Amanda asks me a question in the Tim Travel Council. Like, that's it. I am behind the scenes. And that's Survivor Weekend. <laughs> I think we better upload this DVD, see what we've got. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> you're in the photo you're also in that photo at the end right isn't that you yes that is me yes very adorable i think yeah i i don't know about you amanda like how do you feel about this like package overall amanda like the edited show do you feel like i don't know like according to ronnie or from what i've got from ronnie is like they really wanted it to feel like kind of like a love letter to all you guys do you, did you feel the love as you were watching the show yeah i think that they did an amazing job um yeah it was just so well done and then at the, the there's nothing better than how the way you closed off the final episode with like the three of you all together that created it it was perfect yeah i so you know for the viewers or the listeners um we just put up a still in the last bit and it's uh Brendan, who is titled uh, in everything because, you know, he's still very involved. He's doing a lot of the captioning and stuff like that. Um, and then Micah was the other uh, camera person. And yeah, um, I don't even remember where that like still came from, but I just felt like, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed the last sequences of giving everybody a little send off. I like definitely tear up every time um, that clip of Jeanette and Amanda at the Re, um at the auction comes on because amanda like they're both just saying oh like we had a, such a nice time getting to know each other and you just put something slow-mo it just hits like you know the two <laughs> of you did have such a good time together and it was like such a gift to be able to like put it together so that um you know the just to put it out there like you everybody did such a good job like yeah self-included <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I can do that too. But <laughs> it's all about the people who are on the screen, like, honestly. And I mean, Amanda, I say this to everybody, but you gave such a great performance. You know, you were there all the time, like, 
you showed up, you like spoke to the camera, gave like, oh my God, like sometimes listening to Danny talk, like I'm like, speak up for the love of God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> thank like, goodness for captioning. <laughs> yes, thank goodness for captioning, which we did not have back then. Um, or easily. Anyway, uh, like you, you are a great character. And I don't know if that was something that you were like, a lot of the other folks who we've talked to are like in production now, like still doing like stuff with film and theater um, and like had an under like uh, understanding of like what they were contributing. Um, and I don't know how much, like, I guess we were friends with a bunch of theater kids, but like you come off as like such a great character and um, yeah, I'm just so grateful you gave us those four days. So thank you. No, thank you. But yeah, no, that was 100% just authentically me. That was, I never gave any thoughts to the camera or, you know, the TV value or anything like that. Um, one moment that sticks with me is like in the final three when we were sitting there at Tribal Council and Meg must have asked um, a question. And I basically said, like, um, this is what I came for. Like, if you're not going to give it your all, why are you here? And then immediately after, Drew talks about like, oh, he's having a great time. <laughs> Just mm -hmm. saying, yeah. That was perfect. I love that so much. <laughs> I, I like you owned this finale, Amanda. Like this was just like the like, coronation. Like this is your journey to the crown right here. And it was, I don't know. I thought it was really awesome. And you did a, a really good job. Yeah. Way to go. Glad we saw it. <laughs> Thank you. I was just going to say the other funny thing looking back on it is I feel like uh i did a surprisingly good job speaking in front of like tribal council and stuff which i say surprisingly because i despise public speaking it's probably my biggest weakness like to this day in my profession um so then i'm just kind of like where did that go let me pull <laughs> inspiring yourself yeah. Yeah, screw pulling something from 2004. Take it from like watching it now. Like you give some great moments, and like especially when the camera gets right on you in those uh, councils. Like, yeah, you you did such a good job, and it looks like it was effortless. The worst one was obviously the one where you voted out Callista, and you're crying in the background the entire time. But other than that, <laughs> it was really strong. I show my excited face like this. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Um, Amanda, are there any other final thoughts you have uh, before we wrap up? No, this was really fun. Thank you so much, you guys. No, thank you. Like, you, I don't know, I just want to say congrats again, Amanda. I know <laughs> 18 years too late, but I, I don't know. <laughs> you, you helped make a really, really fun summer for Sam and I, and yeah, can't say thank you enough. Yeah. <laughs> Cosine. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. um, Amanda, well, is there well, is there anything like do you want to plug something like uh your business or your social media or anything like that for our listeners? No. Fair. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> well done. Thank you, yeah, though. I appreciate that opportunity. For sure. It's it's guy like, you you just ask everybody, and I feel like a lot of uh you Otter Creek alumni are not uh online that much, but uh it's just you know you in the bread and butter fun. of podcasting. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Um, well, Ronnie, what about you? Uh, usual plugs, all that good stuff. Or I don't know, do you have yeah. anything else you want to say to Amanda first before we do that? This know? will be the very end of the finale podcast. So, yeah. you know. Oh my moment. God, that's so true. I just like, I I can't believe it. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> like we finally, I've, it's done. It's done. Finally, I can tell everybody, if you don't want to go watch it, Amanda won. Because I feel like I've been keeping this secret, like for the Survivor fans in my life for almost twenty years. Uh, I was so impressed back then. I'm so impressed again watching it back. Amanda, you did like such a great job, and um, yeah, I I don't know. I'm just so glad we got to the end of this race. <laughs> We're crossing the finish line finally. So, what's next for you? <laughs> <laughs> mm, well, Amanda, like, actually, uh, my partner and I still do run some games in the city from time to time. Um, so just file that away. Um, <laughs> a blood versus water season with you and Tony might be actually too dangerous to put together, but I would consider it. Uh, <laughs> um, we recently found out that Tim now owns more property in the Otter Creek area. Maybe I'll bully him. <laughs> it's now my pipe dream to get everybody back together because people are all over the place. I think you're pretty close to, um, you know, where we started off back then. Um, but, you know, people are in other countries and like nobody is in Toronto. It's, it's so weird. Um, but I would love somehow to put everybody in and just like roll the dice and see what happened the next time. Would Amanda get voted out first? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> they don't have the chance. She'd be immune the whole time again. <laughs> They'd have to take you out the first opportunity they had for sure. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I have faith in our girl. I think she 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 did it once, she'll do it again. That's my feeling. The first two time winner of Survivor Otter Creek. Yes. <laughs> or you could just say the only the only person allowed to win Survivor Otter Creek is Amanda. No matter the iteration. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Ronnie, do you have plugs and stuff you want to give? Um, oh, I guess this is the end of the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know uh, if any. I might go back when I have energy for it again and put like little deleted scenes and stuff up. So if you're interested in that, you can subscribe to Survivor Otter Creek on YouTube or follow us on Twitter, Survivor underscore OC. Um, no promises because this has been a like long summer of Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> to cap off a long 18 years of uh just limbo for this project so um yeah and i just want to like end it by saying like you know amanda you um i you were a winner pick back then um and you performed and you made some great tv and yeah thank you so much thank Play. you beautiful um <laughs> Yeah, I um I don't know. I I'm really gonna miss. I mean, I'm it feels weird to say that I'm gonna miss talking about Otter Creek because we still have exit interviews and stuff to do after this. Um, but chronologically, um, I am really gonna miss talking about Otter Creek. This was so much fun. Um, couldn't have asked for a better winner. I think this was such a fun journey. Um, yeah. Um, but you can follow me at Rangers on Twitter. Um, what else do we even have going on? Listen to Stanuatu. I think that might be still going on by the time this comes out with our good friend Christine Palin. Um, follow my other podcast, Shadow Play Gaze with Christine. I think that does it for me. What about you, Sam? 
Yeah, I'm at Sam Stanish everywhere. Follow us at Bitterdrews Pod everywhere. We're doing Survivor podcasts all the time. Uh, and 43 is coming out soon. We're doing Legend of Korra. Probably be done soon with the, that this summer. And yeah, just I'm. This was an amazing project, Ronnie. Thank you for bringing us in. Happy to help and happy to talk through it all. It's been an awesome summer. Absolutely. Um, and both of you always have, are free to just come on whenever you want and talk about Survivor if you if you want to <laughs> or anything. We could just have a podcast where we just sit and talk for an hour. <laughs> I don't know who would I mean, listen. Amanda's to got the winner's perspective now, so that's true. She's been through it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thank you again, Amanda, so much for joining us. Um, thank you, Ronnie, for bringing this to us. And thank you all for listening. Uh, yeah. It was amazing. Um, see y'all for Survivor 43, I guess, will be next. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye.